Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> And a terrible sound He pulls the spinning high tension wires down Helpless people on subway trains Scream by God as he looks in on them He picks them up a set He throws it back down As he waves through the building Stories that are uptown Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. If you haven't guessed it already, yes, this is the fucking Godzilla one. This is the movie <laughs> I've been waiting for ever since Godzilla was announced in 2014 and they already were like, oh yeah, no, we're doing the next one and we're bringing three of his big contenders to that movie. And I was super, I'm, 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 I'm just beyond like fucking like we'll talk about it. don't get me wrong this is a spoiler episode big time fucking spoilers we'll have a little bit of news um before we start and everything like that but before we jump into this thing and i'm already like i just got even more pumped so the music i just played uh-huh. the original song is by blue oyster cult uh-huh. called go go godzilla so i decided yesterday before the movie um i know i'm jumping in before we do the intros i'll get to that uh jumping in before the the movie, but I was like, I'm going to listen to the soundtrack. I'm just going to listen to the soundtrack. And the soundtrack got me even more pumped for the movie. Uh, Cause everything they used for trailers was like somewhere over the rainbow. Um, they use like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember that. I don't know the name of it. I know. And I know bones is going to get mad at me. Cause she, she just told me like who the composer was, but that like, boom, boom, uh, fuck. I can't remember the song. It's like this really like Sorry, I can't help you. I out. know you can't help me because I I can't explain it and I can't think of the melody. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, I'll get yelled at for that. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so um, but I just found out. So this is the remake song on the album, first song on the album, and it's been, it's done by the composer Claire de Lune. That's the name of the song. Thank you. Uh, it's done by uh, the composer who composed the entire uh, soundtrack, which. I I want to I want to hug these people honestly I want to hug the director and I want to hug the composer because the composer used everything from the original movies the actual Godzilla's uh, 
like his actual theme, like that's his theme from the old Japanese, you know, movies and stuff. I'm probably going to get really emotional on this podcast, but I just found out it says, cause featuring it says, you know, like, um, so-and-so and then featuring, um, uh, featuring like who the lyrics is, mm-hmm. uh, Sergi, uh, Takian. Yeah. I know his name that. Oh, that's uh freaking system of a down. System of a down. Yeah. Cause I heard his voice. I'm like, that sounds like the guy from system of a down, but like, no way he's fucking doing this. Like he's got, <laughs> I knew I recognized he's got voice, other, I couldn't pin it down. he's got other shit to do. And now I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm over the moon for this fucking movie. Like this movie hands down to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved Endgame. Like Endgame was a phenomenal movie, emotional and everything that, but this Godzilla movie to me so far, and the year's not even over to me right now is like my top contender. And this, like, I know for a fact, yes, it'll never win any awards. It'll never be recognized for anything. So, and, and don't get me wrong. Uh, the human portion of the of the movie is, you know, it's, it's it is what it is. It's the por- human portion I'll, I'll, of the Godzilla. I'll movie. I'll put it this way: Yes, if you ever watched the Godzilla movie and saw the human portion of any of the Japanese films, we don't care. We don't come for that. You come from the fucking monster battles, which we will dive into and we will talk about, and I'll give you guys fair warning, spoilers, and all that good stuff. But uh, before we before we get into that, uh, I am Stevo, and I'm Ken Watanabe. Damn. Good pull. That's why you had to pull up. <laughs> no, I, pull, I had to pull it up because I couldn't remember the name of the director, even though I love him to death. Michael yeah. Doherty. Well, yeah, Michael Doherty. I want to. I want to give this man like a fucking hug. Like he. Like to me, I'm just like you. He's done. You, you like, fucking did it. He's you, done three now. Well, now three of some of my favorite movies. So Trick or Treat, which is my all time Halloween favorite. Um, he's done. Uh, Krampus, which is my yeah. all time Christmas. Like favorite. that was like I was like oh, okay, and then I went into it. I was like, this was fun. Like he knows how to fucking like he knows how to do a good blend of comedy, horror, and now they finally gave him something completely different. Being like, oh, here, have fun with Godzilla's fucking playground in this movie, and, and he, he had a fucking blast. went for it. Like he like okay again. We'll get into that. But anyways, if you're looking to listen to the show, you can find us on farradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zune Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, Google Podcast App, Spotify, and Podchaser. Also, don't forget, if you want to help out the show, go to 4iradio.com, click on that Amazon banner, shop like you normally do. And if you're looking for us online or want to tell people about us online, you can go to facebook.com backslash not another B Horrorcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, it's at B Horrorcast. And if you want to send us an email, uh, let us know how we're doing, all that great stuff, uh, you can do that on um, at uh, not another B Horrorcast at gmail.com. Um, and now with all that stuff out of the way, um, uh, how was how was your week? My week was pretty good. Uh, well, I say pretty good in subjective terms, but um, for the most part, it wasn't too bad. I uh, talked to my school advisor today and found out that I'm pretty much on track to get my degree in uh, my bachelor's degree in two years, so that's exciting. Um, I may be able to knock it down a bit from two years, uh, depending on uh, how many classes I want to do per semester or per, I guess, like, I guess semester. Yeah, I would say just semesters. So, it's just easier to try to, instead of try to break it down, and nothing like against, like, yeah, it's just uh, uh, like, schools or anything like that, but it's just easier just to go. If you just say semester, I know, like, because me, you're trying to break it down. I'm going, like, uh, just say semester. I, and I have the audience probably already knows what you're talking about because everyone, let's face it, a lot of people are a lot smarter than I am, but I'd be like, just just say semester. People are not smarter than <laughs> you. A are. lot of people are smarter than me. How no, many podcasts did I have that failed? 
a lot. What, what, what does that have to do with anything? You know how just, many like incredibly just never intelligent go, people have no. died with no fame whatsoever? I'll just put it this way. Just never go for your dreams, kids. That's all I'm telling you this week. Don't go for your dreams. I'm going to smack you. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently. See, I thought that eating beforehand might take down the rage level a bit, but apparently it did not. I, no, I, I am I, fired I up. That. And not in like, I'm trying not to be like shitty, even though it's been like. It's we, been a week. Let's put it this way. The three-day weekend was a total blast. Had a great time. Memorial Day weekend. Got to see friends, hang out with people. You know, good fucking times all around. Um, you know, it was fun and some of that. It was it was the day leading up to that. That was pretty much the bullshit of everything. And then just kind of coming back this week to our normal, you know, jobs is is is. Uh, it's tough. Let's put let's put it this way. It's not fulfilling. Yeah. Right now, it, it is very and honestly, whoever's going to listen to this is going to listen to this, but. It, it right now I'm just feeling like mm. it's like it's kind of like yeah I should show up to get the paycheck but it's also kind of like mm, I could be doing better things with my eight hours yeah so right now I yeah I'd say right now it's it's a job and it doesn't <laughs> yeah really, it is it is definitely a fucking job it's it's definitely work but um but other than that like yeah. everything has been i mean every, i mean obviously yes got to see thanks to uh gotta give shout out to sarah and matthew Stubbs. uh they gave us Woo. the passes we won the passes from uh their contest again go see their con- we got to see this fucking film on in imax in it was IMAX. amazing uh so yeah definitely check out the geeks who eat check them out go to their facebook page go to geeks geeks was it geeks I- to eat i think uh, it com is their website because i fucked it up when they're on the show on socially awkward is it Geeks to or is, or is it two geeks who eat like the number two geeks? Who uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Hang on, I can find out in. Just but yeah, go here. go follow them on Instagram. Go follow them on Twitter. They put out really good recipes and really cool drinks and stuff of like that. Yeah, like Matthew. Every time Matthew comes in the studio, I feel like I need to just be like, "What alcohol do you need on hand?" And just keep it at the house so he doesn't have to keep. Like he he's a trooper. He fucking brings his kit, builds us these delicious drinks, and it's just amazing. Because even yeah, last uh, week we had the. Um, the first drink he ever made us. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Parts one, Unknown? Yeah, Parts Unknown. Like, he's like, oh, I brought some Parts Unknown. And Matthew and I were like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, oh, like, shit. like we got super oh, yeah, excited. The number two and then geekswhoeat.com. Okay, number two, geekswhoeat.com. So because two because geeks some asshole com. apparently is sitting on Geeks Who Eat and is not doing anything. They asked him how much they he wanted for it. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll buy it off of you. But he never responded to some bullshit. So, what a dick. so fuck that guy. But, uh, love the geeks who eat. What a dick. Thank you, Sarah and Matthew. Cause like, this was like, yeah, I was, you expe- guys are awesome. I was we expecting really to see this movie it. tomorrow. And then we'd be talking about it next week, but we got a early screening of it. Totally fantastic. Um, I'm totally trying to remember. Awesome. I'm trying to remember. They had the it preview, yep. which was cool to see that on the big screen. Yeah. And then they had another one. What was the other one? I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, blanking right now. Oh, um, so I know that he will probably never listen to this, but uh, shout out to AZ Tony Stark. I actually saw him in the theater, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was just saying, so I thought I saw um, and his I was, wife. I, uh, no, 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 no. I was blown away. Uh, today I found out uh, it wasn't his wife. Oh. It's his girlfriend and now engaged today because they just posted that stuff oh, on that's Instagram. So, cool. so, so uh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, they probably will never listen to this. But yeah, uh, Captain Marvel AZ and a- or AZ Captain Marvel, I believe, is her uh, Instagram. And then uh, AZ Tony Stark is uh, AZ Tony Stark's yeah. Instagram. But um, yeah, so um, and also I just we, they're obviously we're not getting paid or anything for this. But I just wanted to give them a quick shout out. Oh, because, go ahead. Um, uh, 
Comic Hair is amazing. So it actually started because they were, uh, they're actually a part of, basically what they do is they dress up as superheroes um, and they'll go and hand out comic books to sick kids who are in the hospital. And originally how it started, I believe, was they were a part of another charity program and found out that they weren't completely on the up and up. So they decided to start their own. Yeah, they decided to start their own. Actually, co-founder and um, uh, president, I think, or co-president. I forget what it is. But I know that Zap and uh, Eric Dewey, who's you know on who's all on the, the shows of that. Uh, so they kept the comic care going out here, which was really cool. Actually, this week at uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion. I have to remember to say it that way because people kept saying Phoenix Comic Con. It's like it's not that anymore. We're not allowed to call that anymore. But uh, apparently, their giveaway this year to like to get like the charity and stuff. So what I like about this charity is they take donations. But what they really love is getting your old comics. So say you have trade paperbacks and you have the comics that you're like, "Ah, I'm not doing anything with these comics. They're kind of beat up, but they're still readable. They're Mm -hmm. not like maybe they've lost quote unquote its value or whatnot. Whether it has or not, even if it's brand new comics, I mean, you can give anyone you want, but you can give those to them and they take those to the children hospitals dressed in all the cool like and there's a lot of great crossplays out here in Arizona like I'm yeah. sure there's great cosplays everywhere but the ones in Arizona like those they're are the only ones stellar. that I've seen fucking stellar and they and they take their weekends and they go to uh, these hospitals and they hand out comics and it's great to see like your Tony Stark you know the guy yeah. looks like fucking he Tony really Stark he really does look like Tony in Stark in the Iron Man nuts. in the Iron Man costume handing you Iron Man comics that's like you know you sit there going like fuck why didn't I have that as a kid so it's really right. cool and it's something that why I thought why didn't I ever get sick as a kid this is bullshit well it's always something <laughs> I thought about doing uh, I really would love to do it as like Deadpool I think yeah. I'd be stellar at that because I can actually do the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool voice and everything like that and I think I would just cheer it kids be up so and- much fun yeah yeah actually i whenever i had my hair short i thought about going as squirrel girl which i still do have the costume for it um but now that my hair is longer i'm probably i might look into like possibly doing like a disney princess cosplay and going as merida the i this well technically it's not disney but oh pixar uh, pixar of uh, Merida from the movie Brave, or even doing like a Poison Ivy, you know or what you even should doing, do uh, is uh, a, a Meredith from Brave mm-hmm. cross with a Black Widow. Oh, I didn't even think of that. So you can do. I the, totally forgot I could do so Black you, Widow. So you do the dress, but you mm-hmm. make it black. Ooh, and then you do her belt. For her, so she still has like the crossbow and everything like that, but instead of having to wear like the 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 thing, you can make her wear like the boots or something like that, you know, like from ah, and do like, like a, and do like a mix, and then you can oh. even throw on like the black tights underneath it, you yeah. know, to make it like. I was the gonna ensemble. say I could probably do uh, like if I like really wanted to get into it, I could probably do like one of the dresses where it's like cut in the front and then it like is long in the back and, and wear then the would, black tights underneath. What so would be really cool both. with the belt? You still make it like Black Widow's belt, but the emblem usually is just a blank emblem. You could put like a bear paw because of how that. Because of Merida, yeah. So that be... I really like this. The only other thing See, I was I'm good at is coming up with ideas and doing yeah. it, but falling through with them, I won't do that. Well, once I get started on something, usually I follow through, but it's actually like getting the initial push that I have an issue with. But yeah, that'd be a de- like, I think that would be such so many cool different mashups that, uh, like, cause I love seeing those when people do the mashups sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was fucking like clever or like the idea. Oh, like, like it's something that's always like, like a uh, fan fusion. We didn't, uh, we didn't go this year. But did see a lot of updates from Bra and some of that. A lot of people posted pictures. So thank you guys for that because I thought it was really cool getting to see some stuff. Yeah. But some of the costumes I saw, like people did the – like some people dressed up – one person dressed up as the coffee cup from Game of Thrones. Mm. I was like, that's amazing. Then you were like, oh, I saw one that was the barista. And then I saw that later. I was like, oh, that's – like 
to me, that just takes some like, oh, let me take a simple thing that was a huge and it worked out perfectly because it just happened. It's recent. It's yeah. still in the news. Like you can't do like the barista Game of Thrones and Coffee Cup of Game of Thrones. Like I would say two years from now. Yeah. Or like, people maybe would be like a year from now. People would be like, what are you yeah, doing? what are you doing? You know, kind of thing. So it's really kind of cool. Like, honestly, what I would like to do for a Comic Con uh, or like any kind of dress up or whatnot, I want to do a buddy costume. Matthew has to dress up as Michael Jordan. Okay. And I dress up as Godzilla. No, he would have to be Charles Barkley. Never mind. It was Charles Barkley. Yeah, there's a commercial, a Nike's commercial, where oh. Charles Barkley and Godzilla played, like, basketball against each other. And I was like, oh, shit. Because I remember finding that for, like, a throwback Thursday for uh, the uh, Coatside Omega podcast, oh, which I'm pretty amazing. sure this is going to – I'm going to be like, Eric, you posted this is the Godzilla podcast? as if it's still even active, but uh, – but it will be active actually for this episode and the next episode, which will probably be a year later. But uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, which we'll oh, get into. Oh yes, that. heck yes. Yeah, no, I'm like super <laughs> stoked. This like I feel like I'm talking really fast. I'm trying to like no, you're you're not, talking fine, not go crazy and everything like that. But before we dive into all this Godzilla move, uh, stuff, we do have Godzilla news. I actually thought this was going to be a really big Godzilla show and then a story popped up that i'm like we have to talk about it because it's so weird yeah. like it was the weirdest thing that i saw on twitter today and so but without further ado we are actually going to dive into some eerie news of the week it is time for eerie news of the week So I went down a weird rabbit hole. Um, th- I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Derek. He sent the first story over, which was uh, somebody actually made their own Spider-Man mask with the working eyelids. Yeah, which I thought was so cool. And I'm like, that's amazing. And then as soon as I backed out of that story, because it was just like, it wasn't really a story. It was like a tweet. Like someone tweeted like, hey, look what I put together. And apparently they're selling them too. Like they're building them and putting them together. So I'm like, that's awesome for cosplays. That's why I also like that kind of stuff too, where people will actually, they might not be, a co- they actually probably are a cosplayer, but they're probably not a cosplayer. But They'll build shit and then be like, oh, yeah, we can sell this, you know, for other people who might not have the skills to make what they need to make mm-hmm. and stuff of that. So I always thought that was kind of cool. But so I back out of that and then this story comes up. So I'm going to read the headline and then we're going to go into it or most likely uh, Anna's going to go into it. But, uh, OK, as- actor Ashton Kutcher testifies in the Hollywood Ripper murder trial. Now, this is the one thing I've never heard of this. And granted. We don't live in California, Hollywood, and some of that. So, again, it wouldn't be that kind of news. But this is something that I thought we would have heard about. This happened, like, back out in, like, 2001. Uh, well, it started happening in 2001. Um, but from what I – so I'll just read – there's articles relatively short, so oh, I yeah, can just read it That's out. fine. But before you jump into that, I'm going to say there's a picture of Ashton Kutcher on the stand and everything like that. He's got a mustache. Yeah. Oh, he looks fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've seen him with I a know, beard. Like, I'll put it this thing. way. I've seen him with a beard. Seen him without a beard. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen him with a goatee, but this is the first time I've ever seen him with a mustache. It's not like a bushy mustache. Like, it's a nice kind of solid. Yeah. Like, it's a decent, like, it's a it's prime example. It's like uh, Anthony Stark mustache. Anthony Stark? Yeah, isn't that uh, Tony's uh, father? Oh, no. Uh, it's, uh, ah, crap. What's his name? Not Charles. No. Fuck. Is it Hank? No. No, that's Hank Pym. Um, crap. I can't remember his name. Uh. Uh, fuck. Anyways, but yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, it's like it's looks like the like the twenties movie star mustache. Yes, thank you. Um, I was looking at him, and he, I 
he reminds me of an, a different actor, and I can't remember, think of who it is right now. Um, but no, so uh, the story goes, in 2001, Ashton Kutcher was pursuing a dating relationship with Ashley Ellerin when she became one of Michael, Michael Gargiulo's, Gargiulo, that's, whew, uh, alleged murder victims. On Wednesday, Kutcher took the stand in the so-called Hollywood Ripper case to tell his story of what happened that night. Howard. I knew, it, I knew it started with an H. It was there Howard. There we go. Sorry. Howard Stark. Anyways, Thank back you. to the actual story. <laughs> so Kutcher tested... I'm like sitting there going like, Howard Henry. Yeah. I was Howard. like, yeah. Howard Stark. Yeah, there it's like is. a Howard Stark mustache. Yes. Uh, Kutcher testified for about 35 minutes at the courtroom in downtown Los Angeles. He spoke about going to Ellerin's home the night she was killed because he was supposed to be picking her up for a date. Kutcher said she last spoke to Ellerin around 8.24 p.m., on February 21st, to tell her he was running late, Ellerin was using a friend's phone because she said hers was not working properly. He remembers the exact time because of the state of their phones. Uh, I recall the time because our phones were very old, and I showed the detective the phone number of the friend, and it said 8.24 p.m., said Kutcher. Around 10 p.m., Kutcher said he decided to go to the house because he realized it was late and called both Ellerin's phone and her friend's phone with no response. He arrived between 10.30 and 10.45 p.m. and noticed the security gate was open. He walked to the front door and knocked, but no one answered. He figured she left with her friend because he was late. Since he was trying to take her on a date, he said he didn't want to appear over-eager. However, he realized all the lights were on despite the front door being locked and knocked a couple more times with no reply, figuring maybe she was upset with him. I thought it odd the lights were all on. I didn't want to be the guy looking through her window, Kutcher said, adding that the place looked a bit of a mess. Then I saw what I thought was red wine on the carpet. He thought it might be spilled wine from a party. After Kutcher found out what really happened to Ellerin, he called the police since his fingerprints were on her door and he was uh, and he was admittedly freaking out. However, Kutcher was never considered a suspect, according to police. Ellerin died as the result of being stabbed 47 times, according to police Holy documents. shit. Gargiulo is charged with Ellerin's murder as well as the murder of Maria Bruno. He is also charged with attempted mur- murder of Michelle Murphy in 2008, Gargiulo is facing the maximum su- sentence of life in prison without parole. I wouldn't even give him that. Fucking kill this dude. It's California. They don't have the death penalty. Um, okay, then put him in a bunch of bad movies and give him a drug addiction until he kills himself. <laughs> I like that idea, too. <laughs> also, um, isn't that what Hollywood does anyways? Yeah, that's true. Oh, you want to be a star? Huh? How long? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Though. They don't have the death penalty, but they do, like, kill their own stars. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> uh, Deputy D- District Attorney... Uh, Deputy District Attorney, there we go, Dan Akamon, explained Gargiulo's motives at the start of the trial on May 2nd, calling Gargiulo's planned plotting to murder women with a knife in and around their homes his hobby, according to reporting yeah, I by I saw CNN. that, his hobby, and I was just like, ugh. And in 2008, Gargiulo accidentally cut himself when he allegedly attacked Michelle Murphy, KABC reported, allowing investigators to link his DNA to the killings. Prosecutors compiled a list of nearly 250 potential witnesses, a list that included Kutcher. However, defense attorney Daniel Nardani said prosecutors have no concrete evidence to link Gargiulo to Ellerin's murder. Although the victims were young, outgoing women, Akamon said, all of the attacks occurred at night. All of the victims suffered multiple stab wounds. All of the victims were stabbed with a knife. Each of the victims was attacked in or around her home and in close proximity of Mr. Gargiulo. So, 
that's not uh, yeah i hadn't heard about this at all i was, I was like i was so surprised like i saw it and then like i i mentioned it to people people were like oh oh yeah yeah i heard about it or something like that. i was like what like I was just basically, and literally, I sent it over to these guys. I'm like, I know we're talking about a Spider-Man mask right now, yeah. but uh, I just saw this shit, and uh, Matt, uh, Derek was like, "Holy fuck, I'm watching!" Or like, either Derek or Matthew were like, "Holy shit, I'm watching this right now!" Like, I'm watching the video of it, and then Matthew's like, "I just added this to the show notes for SAS." I'm like, "Fine, perfect, do it." Like, yeah, I was like, nuts. "That's fucking nuts." Um, but yeah, so I did not expect that for like, cause I, I, all the news I found and no joke, I was looking around for some horror news. I'm like, I know we're going to talk this new movie, Yeah. but I was like, let me find some horror news and all the horror stuff this year or this week was all Godzilla related. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just make it a Godzilla show. Mm-hmm. But then this story came up and it was like, honestly, if it was any other thing, wouldn't have thought about it. But since it was like Ashton Kutcher, like a celebrity was attached to this. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta know weird, what this yeah. is, you know, like kind of thing. Um, another, so just, fact just about- think about it. If our like testing, like, you know, our scientific knowledge wasn't as advanced as it is now, like, like, you know, when it happened, got- no, when it happened, for all we know, they could have destroyed this kid's Ashton oh, Kutcher's yeah. career. Like he said, his you know he tried to unlock, open the door, and his fingerprints are on the door. You know, it's like it's like a very suspicious thing when you're trying to tell your story because you know back then you know it's like a lot of people just try to get like okay, look, you watch Law and Order all the time and things like that, and yeah, sometimes they're all like, oh hey, well, what are you doing here? Oh, your fingerprints all over the place. But it could have just been one of those things like yeah, it was the I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like it could have been like this is. Guess what? Have not seen any Law and Order episodes. So if I say something that everyone's like, "Well, that's a Law and Order episode," I've not seen it. Good for them. They beat me to the punch. If it's not a Law and Order episode and becomes one, I want some fucking money. But think about this: you open a Law and Order episode, and then it's like the hello, hello, hey, DoorDash, got your or you know whatever. It's all like oh, whatever yeah. they're going to use in the thing. Hey, the door's unlocked, and you open it, and then all of a sudden it's like his fingerprints are all over the place. Because he's like, oh shit, like drops the food, like it goes everywhere and you see it's like him trying to pick shit up because he's like, what the fuck, is this? there's a dead person yeah. who ordered the food. Like, perfect fucking episode because now you're like, everyone, like in the beginning, you're like, no, this guy didn't do it. He walked in on this, but that's not how everyone else is going to see it, you know, like kind of episode. And then all of a sudden, then it comes to fruition that, wait a minute, there's a, there's a different, there's another fingerprint in the on on something you know blah 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 or whatnot like you could totally do something like that so like ba- like then they were able to like you know get his story he had a cell phone with the time the, the time and date and stuff like it's like all these things but you know if this happened back in the fucking nineties yeah You're, you were like fucked sorry my, sorry uh, my 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 brain is rebooting um but yeah that's fucking nuts um also one quick I'm keep doing plugs for people. Ashton Kutcher actually is, uh, I thought that this was really cool. He's really involved in, uh, like preventing human trafficking. So, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of curious if it's because of this story, like this issue that he's initially got involved into like the whole human trafficking thing. It could have been. But, um, but yeah, like he's done like so much and actually apparently that's the reason why he's kind of taken like a bit of a break from his acting career is because he's been focusing on like Yeah, cuz all girls I mean, if you of- think about it, he hasn't been really in any movies. The only thing he's been doing is like The Ranch and which is I believe his project. Like he was the one that came up with it and stuff like yeah. that. So that's kind of easy to do like a sitcom, you know, you can kind of run the scripts, do all this kind of stuff, but you're not like it's like, "Oh, hey, we're doing a movie. We got to go all the way to fucking New Hampshire or we got to yeah. go here like 
if it's all in one place on a sound stadio, you just have to show up to work and boom. That's why like a lot of comedians back in the 90s love getting a sitcom. You didn't have to tour anymore. You could tour during the summer because people would have seen the sitcom. And then you go do your shit, but then you come back and you just do this fucking sitcom, but it's showing up. It's like you're not doing your regular like, okay, I don't have to go to work until seven o'clock tonight. Yeah. What the fuck am I going to do all day? I mean, granted, yeah, that's don't get me wrong. sounds like it would be my favorite job in the world. But uh, it's but yeah, like it's certain... it's but like then you get to the repetition of like oh I just roll in at eight and leave at you know such and such time and this is Monday through Friday and yeah you know kind of thing so like I get, like so yeah so him being able to do that it's kind of like yeah he has more time to you know go towards quote unquote like your uh, passion project almost because uh, you know Kevin Smith does the same thing with the Wayne Foundation with the the batter oh, yeah. and abuse women and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like you can do all this stuff when you have like, you know, that free time of like, Oh, I can work on these projects. I still want to work on, but I can also help out a bigger, you know, cause or yeah, something like that. Exactly. I mean, it, technically it's exactly what we said with comic care. Yeah. Where it's like, these people probably have normal fucking day jobs. And then, and then, these then people they are taking the time, time to, out of their, their to free help, time help to, everybody and stuff yeah. like that. So it, it's very, it's very freaking cool. But uh, yeah, no, I saw that I story. I look like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I already, hey, I already told people I'm a piece of shit. And I can prove it mathematically. No, I'm just mean. I'm a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. We're all pieces of shit. The problem with piece of shits is there's people who don't even like, you know, admit that they're a piece of shit. When everyone really goes, uh, you're a piece of shit. You know, like get your head out of your ass. Like I'm a piece of shit full through. I can admit that. I can admit that. That makes me a better person. Settle down, Rick. All right, so on that note, do you want to jump into Ear News of the Week? We just did. Um, you want to jump into horror news? I mean, yes, sorry, horror movie news. My apologies. It's time for horror news. That's weird. I re- actually remember the sound drops this time, and like you were just all like, you want to jump into Eerie News of the Week? It's all like, usually we skip the sound drops, and we jump right into shit, yeah. and then we just keep talking. So that's why I thought it was funny that it was all like, did, then in my head, I, I, I questioned myself, because I'm like, yeah, I've, I've, I'm centered right now. Did I forget? To, I, like, I went over, and I thought I heard it. Man, like... Man, did like... I become freaking Dean? <laughs> um... Actually, actually, if I should, if I'm doing, if I'm doing a stoner uh, on this podcast, it's have to be like, man, like, did I like turn into Dean? Same delivery, different voice. Yes. Okay, but anyway, so yeah. this is awesome. So we're gonna dive into hardcore Godzilla stuff because yes. that's all I found this week. Woo! So, of course, if you guys don't know what's going on, uh, subbing the most frightening entries in the Godzilla canon. So here's a couple of Godzilla baddies that a lot of people might not know about. Um, there's also, the, in the movie, uh, was it Son of Godzilla? I'm trying to see where they're getting with this Godzilla versus... Okay, so, of course, there's Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, in which Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla has not been introduced in the film yet, but I think they're heading that way. Um, but in uh, 1989... Uh, Godzilla kind of got a new reboot, a new look, and the monsters got a little bit of an update. But it was Godzilla versus the uh, Biolanti. Yeah, Biolanti. Or Biolanti. That's one of one of his like weird creatures. Yeah, I can't get the picture to load for whatever reason. Actually, let me try reloading the page. And then there was also Godzilla versus the Destroyer. Now the funny part is, is that's how they say it 
in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But the American version is destroyer. It's not destroyer. It's destroyer. <laughs> now, this was like some fucked up weird creature that came in. Oh, dude. Sorry. I just got distracted by Bialante. What the fuck is he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so this was like the, the introduction into the 90s Godzilla films. Now, these are a bunch of films that I did not get to see until I watched uh, Shout Out to uh, uh, Angry uh, Video Game Nerd. Uh, his Cinemassacre stuff, he always does this Godzilla, like, well, he's a huge Godzilla fan, but he always does these, uh, you know, monster mayhem things during Halloween mm-hmm. Cinemassacre. And he would talk about like great horror films and good franchise some of that. So one t- year he just did a Godzilla thon and I was like, Oh shit, I want to check that out. So I started watching him and some of that. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that one. And like, so a lot, all the early films I remember, but as soon as it got to this era, I did not see a single one of these films. And then he even mentions that going like a lot of these were not, over in the U.S., like oh. they, you, he's like, I didn't even realize they were still doing them until like Blu-ray came out and you're on Amazon and it's all like, oh shit, what is this? So like Godzilla and all the monsters got a really big update for the '90s, so there wasn't no longer like Godzilla's change, like look change, which is interesting because a lot of people don't know those movies. Uh-huh. So when they saw the new Godzilla, which I thought was an interpretive of that version of Godzilla to this time frame where they they made him bigger, but they kind of kept that little look cuz he looks more like a like uh li- like giant dinosaur lizard thing, not like this kind of, you know, with the fake eyes. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I love classic Godzilla. Like I would love for like an easter egg to be in one of the movies on time where it's like a store and you just see like that costume in the window or something oh, like that and he gets so knocked cute. out. <laughs> so and all that kind of stuff. So there's like a bunch of weird ones. But yeah, I remember Destroy the Destroyer because that's how it's gone. But he's a fucked up villain as well. Um, yeah, he remember, looks so- like the one. Uh, I always forget the name of the uh, dinosaur that spits venom in Jurassic Park. Oh, the Dilophosaurus. Yes, he looks like a Dilophosaurus. Wow, they only gave you like two of these. I thought they were going to give me more b- bizarre baddies in this uh, one. Um, of course, there's also a Godzilla film where uh, Godzilla has to fight Space Godzilla. Of course. Oh, no, that one's redonkulous. Oh, yeah, I've seen part of that before. It was awful. <laughs> Wait, okay, first off. Well, I saw the human part of it. First off, it's amazing. I didn't yes, actually see the... It's, it's, look, I'll, I know what Godzilla films are, but I love this kind of shit. Okay, so yeah, it's it's amazing because he goes after his kid and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Godzilla dies and then like his son gets reborn as the new Godzilla. It's like really heartwarming. Actually, yeah, that was the last one uh, in the 90s before we got the piece of shit 1998 one. Oh, God, yeah. And then they tried to rectify that with Godzilla 2000, which actually was really good. And actually, we got a U.S. release, but a lot of people were very confused by it because they thought it was supposed to be a sequel to the 1998 one. And it was not. And everyone was kind of butthurt about that. But I was excited for it because it kind of brought him back to his roots. Um, and not this bullshit of like, oh, oh, missiles hurt me. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. you. Fuck that movie so hard. Honestly, they could have literally just called. They didn't have, don't even call it Godzilla. Like if you want, look, fuck it. Again, don't give me a bunch of money because I will not do the things that people expect me to do. Like, oh hey, buy a bunch of cool kick-ass cars, go on exotic trips. Of that, I would literally buy the rights to that 1998 Godzilla movie just to change the name. <laughs> I feel like that would be a worthwhile use of your money. They're like, wait, you want to buy it to just change the name? I'm like, yeah, it, it's not a Godzilla movie. No. I would honestly just call it Big Giant Lizard Attacks New York. Yeah, I've seen parts of it, and none of the, that oh, it's movie terrible. seemed it's like fucking terrible. Godzilla. I couldn't believe I had actually purchased that copy for an X because they're like, this is the greatest Godzilla movie ever. I was like, 
you know what? That should have been a sign. That should have been my sign. This wasn't going to work yeah. out. We still light a time and effort on that one. One of the many signs. Holy shit. Failure in marketing, my friends. Definitely. But, yes, um, Godzilla has a lot of kick-ass monsters. Um, but I thought they were going to mm-hmm. give me more of the bizarre ones, but they didn't. Anyways. So, yeah, now we're going to go into a, a music <laughs> portion, maybe, of the show or whatnot. Uh, so they said uh, they had all of the themes. Every monster had its own theme in this movie. So every time the monster came up on everything. So let's see. So you have like, because you can actually listen to this on uh, Spotify. So let's see. Where is it? So they have this one. Uh, Rise. Uh, Rise of Ghidorah. So what I really like about all the music in Godzilla is they have a lot of these tribal thumbs, uh, drums behind it. Yeah. And it reminds me so much of Kong Skull Island. And yeah. the reason behind that is because if you notice throughout this movie and the other movies, they kept going into these areas and they had like shrines etched into the walls and people worshipping them as gods. So to me, it makes fucking sense. Like this would be like, oh... We see the god in the air. We're going to play music. But you think about these tribes all the way back in the day. Really, all they had was that kind of a drum. Yeah. So that's what I was just like. A lot of this music in this movie has those in it. And I think it's amazing because you're like, you're really trying to tie this world together that Kong exists. Kong is a titan. Kong is part of this this fucking uh, canon. Kong is not... Khan is not just this thing that we're bringing in to boost up the franchise. Like He is part of the fucking world. And I do want to talk about something related to the movie, but I'll wait until we actually yeah, do no, spoilers. We'll, so. so yeah, this is uh, just the rise of King Ghidorah, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so you definitely check those out. The, the Honestly, I've not like added a movie soundtrack to my playlist in a long time or even thought about buying the album. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll check out Godzilla. I fucking added it. Like, and, it, and literally only one song has lyrics, uh, and it's all instrumental. It's all just this kind of stuff. Like, uh, it's, it's fucking good. It's fucking definitely check it out. But, of course, leading up to Godzilla King of the Monsters, there was also the talk of the big baddies and everything else. But one of the biggest foes that everyone's been and talked about is will a god fight a king? Yeah, and they already answered that. Uh, Michael Doherty has already said, uh, "Yeah, uh, I'm already co-writing the story to that and directing Godzilla versus King Kong in 2020." So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go against each other. Now it's funny because he says like, "Well, isn't it kind of a one-sided fight because Godzilla kind of has his you know breath?" And he's like, "Well, you're also looking at Kong. The last time we saw Kong was in the 70s, and he was an infant. Yeah, he's now going to be full grown." Yeah, they actually, like, there's an interview 
that uh, Michael Doherty did with, uh, I guess, with uh, Bloody Disgusting. Yes. Because it just came up, and it literally, like, he literally is talking about that, too, and he says... Kong is extremely intelligent as a primate. He's a tool user, so he's got speed. He's got agility. He might have some good size. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're looking at Godzilla. Godzilla only knows how to fight with his hands, his mouth, and his tail. And his breath. And his breath, basically. But you have King Kong who's like, oh, I got this hand. I got this hand. I can grip with my feet. I can jump. I can climb. Like, he can, yeah, he, he can has like the. He can probably outthink like, him. So, but this is the thing. Guaranteed, yes, it's King Kong versus Godzilla, but I guarantee it's going to be one of those movies. And if I spoil it for people, then I'm already a year ahead of everybody, but come on. They're going to find a reason for them to fight. Then there's going to be a bigger threat that shows up, and both of them are probably going to be like, okay, you're cool. I'm cool. This guy's a fuckhead. Let's take him out, and then it might just come down to like, hey, I'll take this half of the earth, you take this half of the earth, and anybody shows up at like some time where we both have to take him out, we can do this. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. they're gonna, it's gonna become like Godzilla always had with like Mothra and certain other monsters that they team up with him because they're like, oh, fuck this guy. This guy's an asshole. Like, that's like, you have to watch the old Japanese films because it's literally like that where they kind of look at each other like, like Ghidorah will show up and they'll be like, this. This yeah. fucking guy. Let's kick his ass. That you know? literally was my thought process just now of like showing them fighting and then something shows up. They look at each other and then look at the fucking creature that shows up, whatever it might be, like yeah. probably King Ghidorah. And both of them roar at the same time. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I oh, dude, that'd be amazing because you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to. This is OK. I'm probably spoiling it. Whatever the big baddie is, this is how they take him out. Kong grabs him. Opens his jaw and he's sitting there and he's trying to do it, but he can't do it. And then Godzilla sees it and then Godzilla goes, builds up his fucking thing and just gamma rays the fuck inside of his thing. And then like, then you see Kong like holding the head and they're just kind of like, like they can do that, you know, with the animation. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of see like Kong, like give a smirk, like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And like Godzilla's like, yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, like. That would be amazing. Like, so if everyone sees that movie next year, it's like, fucking Steve spoiled for it. No, I'm just talking about shit that I would like to see in a Godzilla movie. That'd and, be badass. And oh, don't get me wrong. After, after what Doherty did with Godzilla King of the Monsters, I'm like, okay, this guy, he's on my way. He's on the wavelength. He's on my same level of like, he knows exactly what Godzilla fans want. Yeah. He wants to give it to him. And he's going to give it to you. And then he's also going to give you stuff at the end to make you go, oh, shit, the next one? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I will say, like, Michael Doherty really does seem to do, like, oh, he, service to I, his Give fans. him. Okay, even. Okay, if the movie Evangelion comes up, give it to him. Also, like. Anything um, with giant mechs, anything with giant monsters, give this man that movie because he knows exactly what we want to see when it's like, oh, this monster has to fight this monster. Let them beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, like. Michael Doherty is amazing because, like, he even, uh, whenever he did Krampus, he did so much fucking research and, like, everything in the movie was, like, so true to, like, the, like, the lore and the legends and everything. Like, it was fucking awesome. Like, I, I, like, I researched Krampus some before the movie and then after the movie came out, I researched more and, like, fucking everything that he did was, like, oh, in some legends, this happens. In some legends, like, he literally, like, I swear to God, he does a deep dive on every single fucking movie he does. And that's good. And, like, don't get me wrong. awesome. Nothing against the director of the first Godzilla movie because, like, he brought him to America again. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, okay, shit. 
like it was more well received because they were like, that's the Godzilla we want. Yes. That's the one we needed. And then obviously, like, I'm not going to fault him for this because Disney came by and be like, hey, you want to write Rogue One for us and direct it? And he's like, uh, Star Wars film? Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. So he yeah. leaves. And then they're like, Universal's like, okay, what are we going to do? Warner Brothers is like, what are we going to do? It's like, oh, well, let's bring in this guy because he's also working on Trick or Treat 2 right now. And I have a feeling maybe he, they were all like, hey, you a fan of this? And he's all like, yes. And they're like, we saw what you did with Krampus. We really liked it. Do uh, you want to do Godzilla? He's like, yeah. You want to do the next one? Yeah. He's like, but if I do this, can you guys do Trick or Trick Treat, or treat two. 2 for me? And he, they were probably like, yeah, okay, because already you're going to make it big with this because then when we go to market that movie, you'll be like from the director of Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters yeah. and stuff like that. And this is not to get old fans to go, oh, yeah, I know this guy. It's probably to get new people who haven't probably seen Trick or Treat or Krampus. Uh, and seen Godzilla because it's a PG-13 movie. Yeah. And then they're probably like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I'll go check this out. You yeah, know, kind I will of thing. say, for a PG-13 movie, there was a lot of swearing. Oh, in uh, Godzilla? Yeah, in Godzilla King of the Monsters. I just realized that because yeah. I was like thinking about that last night whenever we were watching it. And then like today, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. it was awesome. It, I'm not complaining. I just was like, oh, I guess it was PG-13, huh? So uh, so what we're going to do now is obviously you've guessed it. Yes, we are going to do our movie review of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Obviously, this movie, if you did not see the preview or stole it online or something like that, and you're listening to this, if you don't want to know anything about it, because I will be spoiling the fuck out of this movie, do not listen any further. We're going to give you the spoiler spoilers, then we're going to drop a track, and then we're going to go in and talk about this movie. So, if uh, if uh, if you are sticking around and listening to the, the rest of the show... Uh, be awesome. aware this movie has not come out as of yet it's technically coming out the day that we release yeah, this podcast no it's actually coming out on Friday oh this it's Friday, officially coming out on Friday officially coming out on Friday well our podcast has dropped Thursday but what I'm saying is okay so we're getting to the spoilers so if you don't want to listen anymore thank you for listening you listeners have a good have a good rest of your day everything like that everybody else you stuck around you're still here so uh, if you come at me and say you spoiled shit for me that's on you, because I gave you, I don't know, about two fucking minutes now of me explaining <laughs> yeah. that we're going to be spoiling the fuck out of this movie. So without further ado, Anna, we'll be talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Okay, so uh, that track is actually uh, Godzilla's main uh, theme, and it's awesome because I played this when I was at work before seeing the movie, and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, this is the original score from the original Godzilla movies when Godzilla became a a hero. 
Yeah. So in the very first Godzilla movie, Godzilla is a villain. He's the only monster in that movie. Uh, they talk about pretty much the destruction of Tokyo and the nuclear wars, and that's what created this monster, so on and so forth. When it was released over here in the U.S., they added an American actor um, to play a part to kind of fill in everything. He was just doing news reports, and they made their own kind of thing. But in that original movie, Godzilla was a monster. In the second movie, there's another monster that appears that Godzilla has to fight because they actually were both frozen in the ice or something like that. So then they do their battle and some of that. And this is when Godzilla started getting the reputation of actually being a hero. Mm -hmm. where monsters would show up in Tokyo, Godzilla would show up and be like, no, 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 this is my turf, fuck off. So a lot of people saw him more as a hero, which this is what this movie actually is building on. So in the very first movie, no one knew what to do. They had Godzilla and these other creatures, the Mutos they named, uh, the Monarch uh, Corporation, everything that. And then they realized that uh, these creatures are trying to bring balance into the world. Some are good and some are evil. And they were you trying to destroy I them. It, I would call it chaotic good and chaotic evil. It, yeah, definitely. So, um, so they get into that whole thing, and you know, Godzilla shows up and he fights these Mudos, and they're trying to stop him before pretty much they breed and everything like that. So, this movie, what I loved about it was shows you 2014, shows you the destruction of San Francisco, uh, shows you this new family, which yeah. then you realize, oh, this is the family we're gonna we're gonna be taking the journey with, and then it cuts to this year. So they and then they even say like no Godzilla's been gone for you know five, five fucking years, years. and yeah. you're like oh shit okay we're actually we're doing it like this so I thought that was really cool instead of it just picking up right after like they actually were like okay none of these things have been seen for this many years like Godzilla was the last that we saw of him for five years everything's good and then you find out that the one woman uh, family that you saw at the beginning of the her movie. name is uh the chick's name is vera farmiga if you recognize her name or her face she's actually in um the conjuring movies she plays lorraine warren that's right i was like i look i was looking at her going like yeah she looked familiar they also have the girl from uh stranger things mm -hmm. they also Millie have bobby and brown even, and even the guy kyle chandler he i think he was on band of brothers he was in Argo, Super, Net, Super 8, Friday Night Lights. That's right, Super 8. Uh, he, uh, Bloodline, uh, Vanishing of Sydney Hall. Um, he's in the new Catch-22 show. Cool. Um, there was one other thing that I saw. Oh, yeah, he's in, like, American Dad and Family Guy and Robot Chicken, so good on him oh, for good on him. being like But, yeah, so you have this family. They lose a child during the destruction of San Francisco, and the father blames Godzilla pretty much. But it cuts to them, and you realize that the mother and them worked for Monarch. And yes. you're like, oh, okay, crazy. And then it shows out, and it's like they're at this other facility. And you're like, oh, okay, fuck. Okay, there's a new – because there's only been, like, one Monarch facility that we knew about, I believe, in the first movie. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, and then you start realizing, oh, shit. They have found a shit ton of these Titans. As this movie goes on, it's showing you, oh, there's some here, there's some here. We already know about Kong on Skull Island. Like, they reference, like, all these places, well, and you're just like, Yeah, because it makes oh, sense fuck. because, like, Kong Skull Island, like, was – uh, like they ended up getting in touch with, or Monarch end up ends up getting in touch with them at the yes. end of the movie. So it makes sense that they would be tracking King Kong. Well, no, definitely. But what I loved about it is they knew where everybody else was. Yeah. But Godzilla. No, they, they did know. No, they didn't know. They knew his area, 
but they had no idea where he resided. Now, this is what I'm saying. During the movie, like I was saying, when you see them, when Mothra shows up, the first thing of Mothra, you already see the cave etchings. That yeah. was the thing. They had no idea where he came from because Kong had his. They they were like, okay, this is where he originated. Oh yeah, well they yeah they didn't know where his basically his lair was. They like were his able lair. to track. They were his able to track his but... movements, but they actually had no trigger. Like because where all the other monarch areas are set up are the temples where these things are residing. It wasn't like they were moved. That's true. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So Godzilla was never. Like, he was never woken, he was a never found, he was never, like, anything, but he just showed up once the yeah. call came to battle the Mutos, and then he was like, all right, I'm, I'm going, there's nothing else right now, I'm going under. That's what I loved, is when all this shit starts happening. So you have the first, okay, jumping ahead of ourselves, so you have the first monster you get to introduce to in the new movie is uh, Mothra, right off the bat, and what I loved about it is, like, they've been showing the previews of actual Mothra, but you actually got to see it in its uh, caterpillar stage, Yeah, which I thought was very cool, very cool, like, very cool, very cute, but also, like, what a terrifying fucking scene that was, too. Yes! So, like, it starts off with her hatching, and everything's going great, and then all of a sudden, like, this, like, shit goes down, and then all of a sudden turns, like, red, and everything starts freaking out, and it's then... It's because, like, she got threatened by somebody, by, like, one of the guys, and, like, oh, it's because, like, um, like, they're containment field like they put up yeah, a containment, the containment field, field but and it, it freaked out but Mothra. it freaked out and then all of a sudden like they're like stop it turn it off and they're like i can't so then you're like oh shit somebody knows about this monarch base yeah so that's a bad thing and then like the the woman she invented like a way to pretty much kind of communicate with them but also kind of like show I'm the dominant species. Yeah. I'm the alpha. Like, these are my cries. And she had, and it was crazy because she keeps going through and you only see like numbers. But when she's going through, you can see there's a shit ton of monsters that they've already found, these titans. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm like, um, I honestly, if no one else was in the theater, I'd be probably jerking off so much. I was just like, <laughs> this is amazing. This is exactly what I wanted in a fucking movie. Because they said 17. And counting for the yeah. number of titans. Which for titans like, that they found. awesome. And it's like, okay, so Mothra goes haywire. All of a sudden, these dudes bust in. And it's fucking uh, Tyrion Stark's, you know, or not uh, Tyrion. Uh, Tywin Lannister. Yeah, Tywin Lannister, him. And I haven't seen him in a while. But I did see him in the previews. And everyone kept thinking he was going to be an older Tom Hiddleston. Oh, really? Like, they all thought, well, because in the in the previews, there's no context. Oh. So when they saw him, there's like he only has one shot in the preview ever, and it was just him going, Long live the king. Gotcha. And you're like, oh, that's fucking badass because he was on Game of Thrones. And then he says that, and you're like, oh, yeah, fucking all hail the fucking king because that's Godzilla. And then, um, so it was kind of interesting. And then when you find out who his character is, you're like, oh, fuck. It's like, I, I, this is what I loved about this. As much as people were crapping on, like, I didn't read the reviews, but I heard people were like, ah, people don't care about the human stories and da-da-da. And, like, yeah, in the first movie, didn't really care about it. Like, I love Brian Cranston. He was great, and I loved his storyline, and then he, well, spoiler alert, dies halfway through that movie, and you're like, oh, I have to deal with the kid now? Like, well, I will say, like, I did kind of like the kid in uh, the first Godzilla movie, because I felt like, or I, I'm, when I, okay. Let me clarify. When I say the first Godzilla movie, I'm talking about the 2014 14. Godzilla movie because that's whenever the, we'll call it a soft reboot happened with Godzilla. So in the first Godzilla movie, I actually liked the the Marine character, like the kid, because I felt like he, like, 
for me personally, like it wasn't like I cared about him enough, but it wasn't like so much that like if he died, I wasn't going to be like, oh, we fucking around the moat. Like it was yeah. like it was exactly what it was meant to be. Like it was a framing device. And same with this. This is a this framing, is a framing device. device. But what I like because to- you can't just have like two like four monsters just going at each other the entire time because it would just get Anna, boring. And no, you could. OK, put it this way. Two hour movie. Cut it down an hour of just monsters fighting. I'm good. I like the framing device. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I know what I want from a Godzilla film. And, like, honestly, if you cut off an hour of that movie and just gave me all the monster fights, I would have been I would have been fine. It's because you're a guy. And that's fine. <laughs> that, okay. No offense to any women out there, but I feel like Godzilla is definitely a guy demographic. It wasn't like J- Japanese people didn't create it going, oh, women will like this. <laughs> Oh shit, Ted! What? Um, our marketing campaign. Rimmer Godzilla? Yeah, it's supposed to be a huge like chick thing. Only dudes are watching it. What? Only do women don't want monsters to fight? Apparently. Oh, I did not see that coming. Damn it! <laughs> now I want to see like a girly version of Godzilla where Godzilla's like. So I told her as he's paying his nails. Okay, I'll put it this way. If you did that version of Godzilla, guess what? Already take my money because you already those like fights. Like a feather boa. No, no, no. Those fights are going to be more violent fights than what we saw. That's true. Because you have women. Women like monsters Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in. I'm, I'm really. I want this now. Caddy Godzilla. I want this. Caddyzilla. Oh, <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Like I'm like. God damn it. That's a gay those, porn. Like right now, right now, Godzilla's like PG-13. We can do that. We can sell that. More people will watch it. They're like, Caddy has to be R. Yeah. No questions. No, that's the gay porn of Godzilla. It's Caddyzilla. I hope there's not a porn of Godzilla. <laughs> that's just. I'm sure there is. There they is. have Rugrats porn. They have got to have Godzilla porn. Fuck. <laughs> You're I gonna go and I, yeah, down. I'm gonna go look for it. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret my decision right now. But I already know. I'm like, you're gonna look at this. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what can I say except you're welcome? Um, Anyways, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, so yeah, they're on this uh, the Mudo base. These, uh, it's basically like kind of like a terrorist. Uh, it's he a, sounds like an eco-terrorist, yes, this guy. He, he was called an eco-terrorist. Eco-terrorist, that was it. Yeah. So he comes running in, kind of steals every, like, you know, kidnaps the wife and the daughter and uh, takes the machine to actually talk to these things. And then they start talking about, like, well, there's been talks about, you know, getting capturing these creatures and selling their DNA on the black market or trying to tame them. And then, and then you're like, yeah, if someone's able to figure out, crack the code. And, of course, she has a fucking box that apparently can crack the code. Like yeah, anybody, she's got the alpha call. Yeah. Or any, a alpha call. Anybody can just grab one of these creatures and be like, fuck this village. Destroy yeah. it. Like, you know, it's it, it does come down to like, the, they put that spin on the movie, which I didn't expect. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is, that would be a fucking problem. Yeah. You know, um, granted, I just was thinking about De- Detective Pikachu with that. That was the same thing with Mewtwo. And then like the guy gets control of that. And you're like, yeah, that would be a fucking problem. Like, yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, yeah, so all that shit goes haywire. Then there, you find out, like, the father and her got divorced within that, like, uh, well, five They're separated. Year, they're separated but... five years. And he's just basically taking pictures. Like, he's just out in the wilderness just, like, doing nature shit, you know, doing his own thing. And these guys show up going, like, uh, your wife was taken, but also uh, this box we really kind of fucking need. That um, you worked on. That you worked on. So maybe you can figure it out. But what I like be, uh, is also, the, I love the trial. 
they had this like trial about talking about the mudos and should uh oh yeah uh, Ma- monarch be, be held accountable you know and, for yeah. all this kind of stuff and they were trying to be like no these monsters need to be handled by the military and i'm like already that was what i loved about it they give you this shit that you're like okay but like already i'm like no don't don't fuck you guys are gonna fuck this up you guys are gonna fuck every time the military gets involved in a godzilla movie what do they do they, they fuck, fuck it up. up. Prime example. Navy gets involved in the first movie. Gozoma shoot at a bridge. Godzilla has to block a bunch of fucking missiles to save a bunch of pedestrians on the bridge. So fuck off, military. And they didn't learn their lesson in this one either. They fucking didn't. They we'll never get do. to that. Um, so, uh, crap, I just lost my train of thought. So anyways, they're having this like trial. They have to leave because they learned that the box is missing. Oh, so... They actually had this quote in the trailer, but I still loved it, especially because, again, Ken Watanami, my dude, um, says the quote of where the woman says, oh, well, would Godzilla just be our pet? And he goes, no, we would be his. Yeah. And, like, they thought he was joking. And, like, he's like, no, I'm fucking serious. Like, it, and it's like, if you think about it, like, like, bitch, do you really think you can control, like, a 300-foot like prehistoric dinosaur who breathes atomic radiation no you can't call it your fucking pet like bull fucking shit and like they again like in the first movie like godzilla what does he do he protects the humans well yeah the atomic missiles being shot like well there's that but also technically didn't even have to do that he was just like you know what i'm gonna protect like and it's like well, he, it's, it's not even that, but if you even think about, like, when shit goes down when the first Muto shows up in Hawaii. Yeah. And everything's going haywire and stuff like that. And it's like, there's no there's no signal to give Godzilla. There's no nothing to call him and stuff like that. He just knew, I got to take some shit down. And then that's when, like, the waves go out. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, and the Muto's already destroying some shit and stuff like that. And that's, like, that best part of that fucking movie where that, that ocean starts rolling through and you see the Muto's arms and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you're looking, like, from the perspective of the the people in the airport and then you just see that foot come down. And it's his. And then I love it because the Muto, right off the bat, gets in the stance and, like, you know, thing. Yeah. And he's just, like, literally hunches his back. Like, honestly, definitely check out this animation tilts his head to the one of the sides and then just goes you call like in his like you can tell by his body language like you call that a roar this is a roar and then he does it and then yeah. it just he, he literally like he it's literally the moment goes of, at that thing all right like yeah like off. like it it was almost like he walked up going like hey knock it off get back to your fucking hole i'm the balance in this fucking world piss off like kind of thing and then it was like no fuck you i'm gonna do it and he's like is Godzilla going to have to kill a bitch? Yeah. Is Godzilla, is Godzilla going to, Godzilla's going to have to kill a bitch. And he fucking goes at it. And why I talk about that film, that scene is because when you first see Godzilla, he's intimidating. He's threatening, but he's very, he's docile because they go to that underground base where they're like, well, this is where he comes around, like in this area and stuff like that. And they're like, but something's been up. Something's not right. There's something eerie going on. Like something's about to happen and he kind of knows it, but we don't know what it is because we can't really communicate with him. And I like how like they got the guns out, they get all this stuff and he's coming, he's coming. And then it's like, no, 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 put the guns down, put the guns down. And they open the thing and then you kind of just see him and you can see the light flashing off his spines. You can clearly see his eyes are blue and everything. Then he kind of gets up real close and he's like, okay, and then they think he's going away, and he kind of does this, you know, back. Yeah. And then he goes, and then it's all like, okay, well, where are they? They finally track down something. We're like, where are they headed? It's like, 
It's like, wh- where's his usual, like, like grounds? They're like, well, he usually hangs over by Antarctica. And then you're like, oh, fuck. What's, what's in Antarctica? Yeah. And then you see that the guy, the eco-terrorist who kidnapped everybody, they're in Antarctica right now. Which, again, I wanted to touch on this really quick. So I love the fact that, like, when you first see Godzilla in the first movie, like you said, like, he's... For him, he's docile, like, where he is, like, watching out for people. He is, like, trying to make sure, like, as few people get killed as possible. Like, the second you go into the ocean, he's like, bitch, this is my territory. And, like, they pull out the guns, they put up the shields, and he's like, fucking really? Like, I could destroy you so quickly if I wanted to. Well, that was the thing, like... But it's like, he was like, okay, I'm giving you a chance to knock it off. I think it was more of a fact that he's like, I'm coming here to be like, hey, shit's gonna go down you guys need to follow me. But it's like, since they can't really communicate, I feel like it's like, so he's like, all right, if they, if they fire on me, fuck these people. I got to take care of this myself. Like, I'm not even going to let, which anybody, is why he know. had the light show. Like, and that's he, why I think he was kind of like signaling like, Hey, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm here to warn you. There's yeah. like, something's not right. And I think that's why he did like the little, like run back, like run back around that he did to be like, okay, like, like just I think he like, was like, fall, like, come on, we gotta go. Oh, like, see, okay, you went. That see, way. I took it that way. Like, see, I took it like, like, get was, your, like, let's go. See, my thought process was like, uh, like, sort of that, and then sort of like, like, kind of like a test run of like, are you guys really gonna like be so stupid as to make an enemy of me, or are you gonna listen to me? Mm. Type of thing where he's like, follow me, number one, and number two, like, don't fuck with me. So, <laughs> so I was very surprised with how this movie started like going. Like, so the movie actually works, pre- moves pretty fast. Um, like for a two-hour movie, I was kind of like, "Oh wow, this is moving steadily along." And I so, tracked it within the first hour. You've met every monster. So what was crazy about it? So you meet Mothra, and then you find Mothra kind of like leaves, and then she's building her cocoon, and you're like, "Okay, she's going to become a butterfly at some point in this movie." Uh, Godzilla, you see him again. You're like, okay, cool. There's my man. So he takes off and you're like, oh shit. And then you're going to Antarctica. And then you realize when it cuts back to the eco-terrorist people and everything that you're seeing like this ice, like, you know, tower, this whole place that's underground and everything that, and this huge thing. And as soon as it pans in, you see the shadow and I'm like, no, I had no idea that they were going to introduce King Ghidorah that early into the movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, was okay, like 30 shit. 30 minutes in. 30 minutes in, and already we're getting one of Godzilla's like biggest fucking foes throughout his entire franchise is King Ghidorah. And, and they did a deep cut. Because- oh, yeah, because, okay, so, yeah, a couple of deep cuts. So right off the bat, they're like, well, we're going here. Where's here? Monster Zero. And I was like, oh, shit. No. Okay. Scream that out in the theater. It was hilarious. I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So I was super excited about that. Then they get there, and I'm sitting there, and, like, every move they're making, they're, like, they're putting detonators on shit. They're trying to... I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. And actually, they do, like, a pretty lengthy, like, scene of, like, an actual gun battle going on there, like, yeah. an actual, like, fighting and stuff like that I with the like military people. I feel like that's probably the only, like, real downtime you had in that movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, everything goes pretty much shit. Uh, he runs into his wife and his daughter. His wife ends up pulling the trigger. And then you're like, what the fuck was that about? Like, kind of thing, exploding all the stuff. And Kidora's coming out and everything like that. And then they, they, everyone's, like, escaping. They get up to the top. People take off. And all of a sudden, then it's like, you just see everything kind of 
uh, collapse on itself. And then all of a sudden you just, everyone's just kind of sitting there like, okay. And then you hear just like, and it's like one head comes out. Yeah. The next head comes out. The third head comes out. And then it's like, so already you see three heads and this thing is massive. And I, what I was loving is the fact that I'm like, a lot of people don't know what King Ghidorah is. And then it's like, boom, there's the tail. Boom, there's another tail. And a lot of people are probably in that theater going, oh, f- what like the fuck me? Yeah. is this? And then I was like, wait for it. Because I'm like, I just only saw you saw the only the body so far. And I'm like, oh, no, there's more. Yeah, King Ghidorah not only is a three-headed, two-tailed fucking dragon that shoots lightning, but the motherfucker has a wings. Like and, a big-ass wings. And that was, I love that because then the wings came out and it was literally like... <laughs> because first time ever, we've never seen King Ghidorah do that because if you ever look at the old King Ghidorah costume, it just had the wings out and the three heads like... Yeah. You know, doing its bullshit and stuff like that. Yeah, so basic yeah, so King Ghidorah essentially used his wings like a bat does. Yeah. Oh, yes. And yes. the other thing that I love is the fact that the heads were snapping at each other. Yes, yes. That was, it, it was awesome. Because I remember reading that. There was an old like Godzilla monster book that I read, and it always said like they couldn't do it in the old movies, but they always said that actually each head it's his own personality and independent and shit like that. Which, ridiculously enough, it just popped into my head was Monty Python with a three-headed uh, fucking uh, knight. Yes. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's what... So when it did that, like, even, like, the heads are all, like... And, the like, you can see the one that's in the center is clearly the dominant one. And it's like, get your fucking shit together. And I was like, just knock like... Knock it off! And I'm sitting there yeah. like... Fucking like I'm just like oh my god where is fucking and again it's Doug like, I want to hug him right now it's like the fucking Hydra y- yes from fucking Greek mythology and it's bad and then I love ass. it so it's got like three fucking heads wings two fucking tails and you're like what else can this motherfucker thing do like already that thing is like terrifying as fuck yeah and so I'm sitting in the movie theater and all of a sudden its stomach lights up and I'm like oh shit yeah and it shoots fucking lightning yeah. I was I like, no I, was, I was like, amazing, and literally just fries like a bunch of people right off the bat, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, he's, they're just fucking going for it, and I love it because they always do the same where it's like, they did such a good job with this movie, they always had it where it's like, these humans are gonna get fucked, they are so dead right now, and then sure enough, as soon as you think it's dead, Godzilla in the iceberg, boom, 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 you just see his fucking spikes roll through, him pop blue. up, yeah. But what I loved about it though. As soon as they see each other again for the first time in the facial expressions, millenniums, Godzilla was just like, "You're dead," and I can see King Ghidorah's like, "Oh shit, I gotta bring like he's like, I gotta take, I gotta, oh this fucker, I yeah. gotta get my A game on again." Like, and he just came out of fucking hibernation, so already Godzilla's like, "All right, I gotta fuck this dude," and this guy's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get my bearings and stuff like that," because like that's why I think that's why I think when the battle happens. Like that first battle between the two. So that's like the first battle you see. And I was like, King Ghidorah versus Godzilla, that's the first battle we see. That's the first battle we see. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you guys were like, I expected like their battle to be at the end of the movie. And they were like, no, we're going to give it. We're going to give you some now, which they did. Three fin- battles oh. between Godzilla and King Ghidorah. Three. 
Well, one yes. was kind of split up in the middle. Like it, the one had the kind of a lull in the middle, but like there was the battle in Antarctica. No, no, no there yeah. Was the second battle. No, no, yeah, that's yeah. Well, yeah. So. So yeah, so you have this first battle, which is fucking awesome. You get to see King Ghidorah move in ways you've never thought you would ever see him in, because again, this is the first time this character has ever been on the American screens in an American Godzilla movie. Um, so you get to see his heads move, you get to see his wingspan, his tails, everything, his lightning power, like just how threatening this motherfucker is. And it was beautifully done, and I'm just like, this guy definitely took, like, he was like, he looked at the character, he modeled, they modeled it correctly, like, it was, like, I never thought I would ever see King Ghidorah in this fucking fashion, and you're just like, this is amazing. So they have this battle, Godzilla kind of loses his footing at one point, and I think that's when, uh... Uh, Ghidorah's kind of like, okay, I need to get shit together because yeah. I'm not prepared to fight this guy yet. So that's why I think when he finally, like, he fucking takes off and Godzilla's like, God damn it, like, kind of thing. So that's why I think, like, Ghidorah was like, I'm going to I'm gonna win, but it's not going to be here. Yeah, because he's, he's like, like I just, pick my like, because he's like, I just fucking, yeah, exactly, yes. I'm going to pick my fucking battleground. And he was like, I just got out of the ice. Fuck this place. And he fucking, he fucking took he, off. Yeah. So I thought that no was great. No pun intended, but yeah. he bolts. Yeah, he bolts. <laughs> nice. And then I love it because Godzilla's just like, he looks at the humans like, all right, fuck you guys. I got to go take care of this. And he was like, he takes off like he's on his own fucking war path then. Well, he's more like, you're alive. Okay, cool. Bye. Yeah. You guys good? All right, cool. <laughs> I'm out. Bye, bitch. So he takes off and everything like that. And then, and then this is what I would say. Yeah, this is when I say everything kind of takes a little bit of a lull. Uh, they focus a little bit more on the humans, give them more of a little like background stuff like that. But then they start talking about heading to oh fuck, where they're hanging to? They were heading to something somewhere in Mexico, uh, like in the area of Mexico, and I can't yeah, remember. in the area of Mexico because that's where uh, Rodan resides. Yes, which was awesome. So um, give me one second. I think there was. I can find out where it was exactly. So, um, well, I'm just going to, uh, you keep yeah, going, I'm going to keep vamping. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, so they, they're tracking everything down, they're trying to get things together, and they realize uh, what they unleash, unleashed, is what, what you soon find out is Monster Zero. Why is it called Monster Zero? Because we don't know anything about it. And then they start doing more and more research on this character, and they're only, we only found vague things and stuff like that. Uh, Ila de, uh, Ila de Mara. Yeah. <clears throat> So, so they head there, and then they're trying to do a little bit of evacuation, you know, like, give them a chance, like, basically, before we unleash this next fucking monster. Because, I mean, in Antarctica, there was really nobody in that area except for the people who were on that site. So it was all kind of monarch employees. Now you're, like, basically have this huge thing in a volcano that you're trying to contain. A monarch built around that, and then you have this huge fucking town. Like two you know, miles away, there's a town. Town, you know, below. And you already see how big Godzilla is. You already see how big King Ghidorah is right now. And now you're going to unleash this uh, Rodan, who what they call is like the the bird of fire or some shit. Uh, it is called uh, Fire Demon. Yeah, Fire Demon. And Which is a super accurate name. Oh, yeah, I think so, that might be one of the reasons why I like Rodan. <laughs> yeah, no, Rodan, it's interesting. Rodan usually is like kind of a, like in the old movies, kind of like a crappy character because it looked like a pterodactyl and only could be like, wah, 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 
and it couldn't really like yeah. fight fight. So now you're able to give it the CGI treatment that it needs. That was the other thing. So I wanted to comment. So really quick. So once Rodan comes into play, mm-hmm. the fact that I the thing that I really liked about it is that. Like, the military, like, they showed the fact that, like, the people and the jet fighters and stuff forgot the fact that he was a fucking bird. Like, and they, like, they didn't think about, like, his agility and the fact that, like, he's like, no, the skies are, like, my my shit. Well, this so, is like, th- they were flying, like, super close to him and they didn't even, like, register the fact that, like, and, like, he looked over and, like, just does a barrel roll in the middle of the air out of nowhere and just knocks, like, seven jets out of the air. Just well, with, like, this the is the thing. You have to realize with some of these monsters that are contained, you, how they're contained, you don't know if you're seeing the actual full monster. So I'm thinking if Rodan's in the volcano, it's probably got its wingspans very close. They're looking at it going like, okay, it probably is a flying one, but we don't know how – is it as big as Godzilla? Is it as – because when you see Mothra, Mothra is actually technically, according to all the monsters, she's actually very small, but her wingspan is enormous. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, granted, yeah, she has a huge fucking wingspan that gives her, like, this kind of agility and moment, which we do get to see in the movie and stuff like that. Which was awesome, again. So, uh, but yeah, Rodan shows up, and I thought that was awesome because it just kind of showed, it was really kind of cool because it had the actual humans going, okay, we see King Ghidorah's coming this way, we're going to try to have this monster fight this monster and fucking duck out. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So, it was like you said, like, that air battle with Rodan, like, she's just... Is it a she or a he? I think it's a he. He. Yeah, Rodan, he's just fucking shredding people. Like, he's grabbing pilots. There was even the pilot that tries to escape and immediately just grabs it and Yeah, like, it. flies it, like, straight into Rodan's mouth. But again, yeah. like, it's because, like, I feel like people don't, like, I feel like the the major downfall, like, and this was really clever on the movie's part. Like, the major downfall of people in the movie was they didn't give Rodan the full credit that he needed at the beginning, like, whenever he first comes out, because, like, he's a fucking badass. Oh, yeah, and his he's, first... He's, like, literally, like, made out of fire, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, again, he's a bird. So the second you get a jet up close to him, he's going to be, well, he's like... more of a pterodactyl, I think, but... But... I know what you mean. Yeah. Sorry. Like, this is my Godzilla. <laughs> no, you're fine. This you're is the fine, only time like, I'll ever be like, well, technically. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, our, uh, a pterodactyl is essentially like a prehistoric, like, yes. essentially bird. No, no. So, and I totally agree. Actually, the one thing I will have to say with Rodan's design, when you got a little look at his face, he almost looked like that old, like, vulture movie, The Claw. <laughs> Yeah, there's actually, like, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and, like, he he looks sort of like a falcon and an eagle yeah, no, had I'm, the most wicked-looking offspring. Like, go go check out Rodan's original, like, look. Now you'll see the updated and go, okay, but what I liked about them taking the original looks, they did put those old stuff into that character. Because Rodan, I believe, still has the horns mm-hmm. that he's supposed to have and everything that, and then he has, like, the pterodactyl wings and everything like that. So they did... Tr- pretty much keep true to these characters. I do like uh, Rodan's makeover because if you see the original Rodan, you're like, oh, yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's actually the more updated version. Oh, really? Yeah, like, you have to go back to, like, the 70s probably to find the Rodan that I'm thinking of where it's just like, oh, jeez. That's, yeah. And that's him flying. No, you have to see him when he's actually landing and fighting. Oh. Like, that's a terrible costume as well. Um, but yeah, like, but yeah. again, people don't ever, like, people didn't really give Rodan enough credit because, like, he's a fucking, oh, okay, there we go. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like the, obviously, like the 2019 is not like the fire version of it, but like, but yeah, oh, that might like, have been a rough uh, version of oh, it. Oh, that probably is because yeah. like I'm looking at that going like that does not look anywhere no. near the one that we saw, and I like the one we saw in the in the Me movie. Me too. Yeah, that so, one looks more like the creatures from Pitch Black. Yes. Um. But yeah, like, because like they had like six or eight like fighter pilots like flying next to Rodan, and Rodan literally just like looks to right and left, and then just does a fucking barrel roll, knocks a bunch of them out of the sky just with his fucking wings and like yeah. the turbulence, and then like is like chasing after the one in front of him. The guy ejects and immediately just like chomps the fuck down on him. But what I also liked about that scene was the fact that it shows that like the military was like, no, no, we'll take over the Mudo stuff. We'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll destroy them. We know what we're doing, and it actually kind of show you like we are not prepared. Yeah, we, no matter how much we know about these things, we're thinking know about these things. We are not prepared to defend ourselves against these things because they don't acknowledge the fact that these creatures are damn smart. Well, that's the thing. It's like Godzilla, like Godzilla can look down, he can see people, he can do stuff. You can see, like, especially in that first movie, like after that battle, like when he gets up and he's just kind of like. <sighs> Like that last battle and takes that deep breath and yeah, then kind of goes he, back into the ocean. And again, you know? he looks at Ken Watanabe before he goes into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And like, fucking, I don't know what it is about Watanabe's character that I love so much, but I think it's because he has such admiration and such respect for Godzilla and knows the actual, like, the, like the purpose. He knows, he knows the purpose and he knows, like, okay, this is like, we can play god all we want and we can pretend like we're in power but we don't have jack shit yeah we're not shit yeah and okay so speaking of this whole like aerial battle you got going so they're all trying to bring uh rodan to Ghidorah. which sorry jumping back for a second actually no go ahead and talk no, and go ahead. so the thing that i like about this is they suddenly like out of nowhere so if you grew up in a household like i did which most people didn't um I grew up, or pretty much grew up watching uh, the Weather Channel, so I know a ton about, like, hurricanes and tornadoes and all these, like, weird, like, weather anomalies. Um, There is, I don't think there ever has been anything that's existed above a Category 5 hurricane, and the thing that I loved about this one of the many things that I loved about this movie is the fact that they actually say, oh, yeah, there's a Category 6 hurricane. Like, a Category 5 hurricane has, like, a hundred and... Like, it's... I can't spell. Uh, like, a fucking Category 5 hurricane is nuts. And it destroys, like, literally everything in its path. Uh, oh, come on. So, in order to be categorized as a Category 5... You're literally having winds at 138 miles per hour, which is faster than most cars can drive. But what I love about that part is they're talking about it, but I love when they're talking about how this hurricane is heading towards this thing and then just change directions. And then everyone's like, oh, shit, King Ghidorah can control the fucking weather? Yeah. And oh. Like, it's Monster Zero. Fuck us. Which... Like, I mentioned this in the, whenever watching the credits, so I listened to a podcast and I kind of had this thought of like, because there's something uh, that they touched upon a little bit later in the movie where they said that Monster Zero, or otherwise known as King Ghidorah, is technically from space. Yeah, I was just going to get into that. So 
I thought it was really interesting that they said that because I was listening to a podcast a while ago and they had a story where I was talking about these creatures that just like these monsters that came out of essentially the middle of the earth, but the like the earth itself had what they called a white blood cell effect to those creatures and was causing like all these storms and like this crazy ass weather. And so I thought it was really interesting that literally everywhere that King Ghidorah goes, he has a category six hurricane above him because the earth is trying to purge it of something that's not supposed to be there. Oh, very interesting. So it's like the earth itself is having a reaction because it's like, you're not, of this earth. Yeah, so uh so yeah, so Rodan and Ghidorah go at it in this huge storm, they pull out and stuff of like that, but what I love is you can clearly see Rodan is no match for King Ghidorah and yes. he gets like tossed aside into the water and you're like, Oh shit, but they're like obviously Rodan's not dead because if you're gonna kill a monster, you're gonna show the monster's death. Yeah. That's what I've learned in a Godzilla movie. So um then all of a sudden, like, he turns to the people who directed them, and they're, like, in this fighter jet. They're trying to get off, like, almost like this, what was it, like, bomber? Like, the uh, stealth? Like, yeah, kinda. it's like the stealth bomber, yeah. So they're, like, going, and, like, I'm even sitting there going, like, oh, shit, what are they going to do? And it's, like, he's flying over the ocean. He's coming at them, and out of nowhere, fucking Godzilla. And I love this part so much, because you see all three heads, and Godzilla just comes by, like, a Jaws, and just grabs all three heads and throws his ass into the water. And then I sat there going, yes, because I'm all like, he, he's in his fucking element right now. Yeah. Uh, King Ghidorah cannot swim for a load of shit. Uh, he can only fucking fly and walk and shit like that and run or whatnot. So already he, run. and he can't, he probably can't breathe underwater. So Godzilla has gills and fucking shit. So Godzilla's like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you underwater. Keep you down here until I fucking drown your ass. And then I fucking loved it. Cause there's a part where like he comes up and Godzilla fucking bit one of Ghidorah's fucking heads off which i fucking called you did i was like i did not think that was gonna happen this early in the movie but i was so excited i was like fucking yes because he fucking does that he fucking does on the original film he fucking breaks off one of his goddamn heads he's like fuck you and the fucking horse you rode in on you piece of shit but then you and the dragon you rode in on but then this is when uh this is why i dislike military in the godzilla movies because then they decide we're gonna shoot godzilla movies specifically all Not in go- general. No, all go- well, that's what I'm saying. Godzilla movies only. This is the only yes. time I hate the military <laughs> in Godzilla movies because they're fucking retarded. So they decide they're going to shoot a bomb. But I was very intrigued. And this also, I was like, oh, fuck, that's another deep cut. An oxygen bomb, yeah. which was a bomb they had to use in one of the Godzilla movies back in the day to kill, try to kill Godzilla. Um, and it was also actually one of the things that actually created Godzilla for a weird, like, they did this weird time movie at one point. Yeah. Godzilla's fucking weird, (laughs) but I fucking love it. Um, So, of course, boom, they hit him. Ghidorah takes off. Ghidorah's fine. Doesn't affect Ghidorah at all. And that's when they finally drop, like, well, we found some stuff when they go, he's from space, which, again, already. So that's three fucking cuts in a row for me because I was like, oh, shit, because technically King Ghidorah was in a movie called The Monster of Planet X. He was known as Monster X. He's also been known as Monster Zero. So I'm really hoping when they bring him back and they don't call him Ghidorah, if they just go, oh, we're just going to call him Monster X. Like, you, they'll throw that in, like, the next one. I'm sure, Or yeah. some shit. Spoiler alerts. Uh, we'll get to that part as well. But I was just like, oh, shit. They're keeping everything fucking canon from the original Godzilla films. I'm like, this is, like, fucking boner city for me right now. 
Um, and then it's like Godzilla's heartbeat starts fading, 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 and it seems like he fucking flatlined. He's gone. And it's like, oh, shit. What do we have next? Um, of course, then Mothra awakens. Yeah. Mothra comes to them. And then they realize that some of the monsters kind of have uh, like, a, you know, friends. You know, they're like, hey, this is my buddy. Like, so she's like, they, they call her the mother of monsters. Uh, and she's like, oh, dude, no. Like, the, he's the queen of the monsters. Yeah, the yeah. queen of monsters. He's like, no, she, he's good. Like, like, follow me. Like, we'll go, we'll go. You got to, you got to reset him. Like, you know, kind of thing. Like, hey, follow me. It's kinda, that's what I kind of liked about when they always showed up. It was always, they always gave off a certain light. Like, yeah. so even when Godzilla was showing up, he was flashing his blue, but it wasn't just like all blue, like, hey, I'm going to fucking blow your shit up. It was more like, like flashing, like, hey. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm here. So like, she kind of did this thing with her. Her wings where it's like very light, very calming, very soothing. And like the guy goes out there and like oh. goes like, hey, we got to I think we got to follow her, you know, kind of thing. Which brings me really quickly back to when uh, Mothra is about to come out of the cocoon. Like oh, yeah. again, the another deep cut. Another Fuck. deep cut. They had the twins from from the like the original movies. The original movies. And- so and they have this part where the girl who like one of the twins is working at the Mothra site and she just randomly out of nowhere just wanders outside and is looking at the cocoon and as she's looking at the cocoon then Mothra comes out and it was one of the most um, like beautiful yeah, moments Yeah, she in comes the movie. out of that like waterfall and everything so that gorgeous. but it was, and it, it was yeah and then I totally forgot about that cuz then she talks about that whole thing and like I didn't even cuz as stupid as this sounds, and I should have seen it coming, I see her and I'm like, oh, why is she doing at the waterfall? I guess she left the ship or whatnot. And then they cut back to the other one, and she has like different hair. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she, like right when I figured it out, it was like, oh yeah, we've always been like, oh, you yeah, know, my it's always sister, it's always been yeah. two, and it shows the entire like fam. And I'm like, oh fucking Doug, I want to hug you. <laughs> I just want to thank <laughs> Michael you. Michael Doherty. Oh, Michael, I thought it was Doug. <laughs> Fucking eh, Doug Doherty. <laughs> Doug Doherty. Fucking Doug Doherty. <laughs> Michael Doherty. Fucking whatever. I want to give him a hug. Seriously. I'm really high right now. Um, but yeah, like, so then Mothra's hovering, hovering over essentially the entry point for the humans to where uh, Godzilla is. Um, and so they take a... Yeah, they like, take a nuclear sub down. And then they start sending out like probes to try to find them, and they they start going through, and they start noticing there's this entire underwater like city. Yeah, and like, Which, and they finally go, oh shit! Like this is the these are all the temples we've been finding for everybody else. This is his. Which is nuts for me because I'm pretty sure like that's why I was like super tripping out because I'm pretty damn sure that's Atlantis. Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, shit, is that sure. like... I'm sure, like, that's the lost city of Atlantis, I mean, and technically, that's, where Ghidorah, or that's where Godzilla came from. I'm just going to say this. Warner Brothers owns Godzilla right now. They also own all the DC Comics. I'm just saying if uh, Aquaman 2 wants to ride on Godzilla's back and fuck some shit up, that'd be amazing. Holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Don't think it's going to... Motherfucker! Don't even think it's going to happen, but that would be fun. All owned by fucking... Uh, Warner you, Brothers. Yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers. So, so you could fucking do it. Motherfucker, I want this now. <laughs> like, I'd be like, hey, Jason Momoa, you want to do a film with Godzilla? Yeah, who am I playing? Aquaman. He'd be like... Fuck yes, I'm down. Yeah. He's like, take all my money. It's like, <laughs> no, we have to pick... All right. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably just come over to you and give you a giant bear hug. Oh, uh, dude, that's what I want. 
Fuck. I want a Actually, Momoa bear hug. I want. I want now is I want Jason Momoa's Aquaman riding on. Right, riding on fucking Godzilla. Godzilla. That'd be amazing. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah. So they go, they find Godzilla, but they realize it's all they can't. They can't shoot the nukes because like the the sub fell. And, like, it damaged the bottom and, like, where the mechanisms are to fire. And they're like, can we fix them? They're like, no, we can't. So, um... My man, Ken Watanabe. He's like, uh, I'll go ahead and do it. Because they realize you can't go that far into the thing because it's it's all radiation in there. It's just, like, in that... Radiation and heat and heat and just, like, all this kind of stuff. So I actually... It's, like, as sad as I, like... Because they already killed off, like, his partner in the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, I did not see that coming. And then they do this one... And I was like, "Oh shit, we're losing him! Like we're losing him too, kind of thing." And it, it's again, so it's. It, but what I liked about it, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking, but it was also beautiful, uh, very beautiful. Because actually, the track is uh, what is the track called? It's a very good title of the track. Oh yeah, it's uh, "Goodbye, Old Friend." Yeah, and it's so so it's so like shy. so it's him. He gets out of the ship. Uh, he sees Godzilla. Godzilla's kind of like resting because he's got to build up his radiation again before he can go out there. But they were like, it, it could take years. We have no idea how long he needs to recharge himself. So they're gonna set off a nuke to give him the power, so he can go take because he's basically right now. It's like he's the only one that can stop King Ghidorah right now. And they have to use the nukes that have like the manual timer the because manual timer. everything else gets fucked up. So it's this moment of like, and actually Ken Watanabe in all of the movie, well, Ken Watanabe is the name of the actor. I can't remember the character's name. Um, But in all of the movies, he has this watch that doesn't work that he got from his dad, I believe. Uh, And I think it's related to Hiroshima. Yes, it's uh, it's basically the the watch doesn't work, but it's on the it's on the time when the bomb was dropped. In Hiroshima. And I believe it was his grandfather's. Oh, it was his grandfather's. Okay. But there's this point where he, like, goes down and, like, Ken Watanabe, like, Ken Watanabe's character for his entire life, like, pretty much all of his life. Dr. Yersho. Yersho Shima? I don't know. Yurishima? I can't read the rest of his thing because IBM decides to give you the entire name of the character they played and then just the... Uh, Ishiro Serizawa. That's right. Yeah. Ishiro Serizawa. Uh, so uh, Dr. Serizawa goes down and like he's devoted like literally his entire life to studying Godzilla and he probably knows Godzilla better than anybody else. And now, like, he literally gets to be the savior of the savior of humanity. And it's, like, this really touching moment. And I cried in well, theater when it happened. Well, I, I love it because it's, like, he, um, you know, he's, like, you you saved us. Now I can it, save now you. Now I can save you. And it has this moment of where he finally gets to touch Godzilla oh, yeah, for the he gets first to time. Touch Godzilla for and the first Godzilla time. is looking at him, and you can see the recognition in Godzilla's eyes. Of yeah, like, even Godzilla sacrificed. Yeah, even Godzilla's like kind of like, like okay, like if you're gonna do this, I need to make sure I, 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 I win. Yeah, and it's like like such that's the a, we- that's the weird part. You know how someone always gets a motivation. Yeah. And like you don't really see that like in a like obviously in a monster film or whatnot like how is this monster going to like you think he's just going to be like okay I got to kill this thing cuz it's a pain in my ass right now. Yeah. But then like you kind of see this relationship that he's kind of had with this character and it's kind of like I'm not going to let this guy sacrifice be in vain. And that's why <clears throat> that's and- why I love Godzilla 
in this last battle. Yes. Because he is he is pissed. He is energized. And he is driven. No. He's fucking No, like- he's not driven. He's the goddamn king <laughs> of the fucking monsters. But yeah, it's just it's this such a good moment cuz like so they for reference, they found out that crows have essentially the like the memory of a six-year-old, or like I can't remember if it's a three-year-old or a six-year-old. Basically, crows can recognize faces, and they can tell if it's someone that's been kind to them before or someone that's like tried to run them off before. So I feel like Godzilla has that same thing where he recognizes uh, Sarazawa. From the first movie, whenever he showed up on the beach, whenever Godzilla was kind of like taking that break and recovering, and he recognizes him, and finally Sarazawa is able to touch Godzilla, and so he has this moment of like, essentially, I got you. And it's just, ah, it's such a good moment. And it made me cry. Because, like, I really, really liked Sarazawa in these movies, and I feel like he was like the best link that we had to. Godzilla and then like it's gone like the essentially like the link between humanity and Godzilla is gone but it's not really gone it's just kind of like that yeah anyways so Sarazawa sets off the nuclear bomb and regenerates Godzilla and sorry I started reading reviews and I probably shouldn't have no you're good um so Sarazawa sets off the bomb and regenerates Godzilla. So now Godzilla is back. So another thing I predicted, Godzilla going nuclear. Yes. Because uh, that was actually one of the storylines in an old fucking... And that's the thing. I started reading some of the comments. I'm just like, okay, you have no idea what it is. Because one guy's like, they obviously don't know Toho's story. I'm like, you obviously don't know Toho's fucking story of Godzilla. <laughs> so go f- all these... This is why I don't read these fucking Yeah, videos. don't read it. Just... So fuck you people. Everybody on Rotten Tomatoes, you all suck a huge fucking black cock that drips come into your mouth until you can't breathe. And then it comes out your asshole and everyone just goes, you're, you're, you're fucking cum. Just drown wrestler. on cum. Anyways. Um... Uh, shit. What was he talking? Okay, so yeah, so Godzilla shows up. They get to the last battle. Um, they basically get into Boston. Um, they set off like the the monarch thing to kind of like get Ghidorah to come there because he's pretty much wiped out all the fucking uh, what's it called? Washington. Like Washington is fucking underwater. Yeah. Washington D.C. So he comes to Boston. And he's looking around. He's trying to destroy that fucking alpha like thing because he's like, okay, if they have this, they can use it to control these fucking monsters. And then, so I'm the dominant yeah, one. So fuck this. Ghidorah is like, I see this as a threat. I see this as a threat. So he's trying to destroy anybody who has it, anybody in the vicinity of it, or whatnot. So the military comes in, tries to you know find the girl. She ends up going back home and everything like that. But then like it's like him. This is what I love about it. It's like him about to kill uh, you know eight from uh, Stranger Things, and all of a sudden it's 11. all. Oh, you're fine. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. God damn it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop right now. No, you're fine. Nope. So he's trying to kill Eleven from Stranger Things and... Uh, um, stuff but happens. yeah, like, it was, it's nuts because, like, that whole thing was... That's why where, like, I felt like the human aspect kind of, like, took an interesting turn where it, like, turns out, like, the mom 
wasn't actually kidnapped. Like she was working with the eco terrorist, which I was like, that's actually kind of a clever twist to put on it. And then she was like, oh yeah, well there's like the monsters need to basically like retake the land. So then like humanity can live on. But then she realizes like King Ghidorah is not like, yeah, they soon realize that he's not part of the natural order and they just basically released hell on earth or whatnot. So basically the last battle between uh, King Ghidorah and Godzilla is, yeah, King Ghidorah is about to fuck up some shit. And then it's all of a sudden you like you can hear like the rumble and stuff of that. And he kind of turns around and it's like Godzilla and Godzilla is roided the fuck out from the energy. You can slowly see like just red just like building in him and like stuff like that. And he just like fucking like all of a sudden Ghidorah turns around and I'm pretty sure you guys seen the previews where it's like. The dragon heads all go at him and like one bites Godzilla's neck, but he literally grabs him and then fucking just chucks his ass. I was like, oh shit. Like he's like, you are dying fucking today. I wonder how many moves they got from like just watching wrestling shows. Oh, I bet. Cause, (laughs) but what I love about it is like, so he's fucking Ghidorah shit up. Mm -hmm. You know, Ghidorah's getting some hits in there. And then all of a sudden Rodan's like, oh no, I'm joining the party. And I was like, oh, of course, Ghidorah, you're fucking losing like you usually do. You're going to call one of your lackeys. And then I love it because it's like Rodan shows up, but then out of nowhere. And I was just like, fuck yes, bitch. You did not think she was going to join the fight and she joined it like a motherfucker. Mothra just shows up and just starts fucking Rodan shit Oh, that was awesome. I love that because she like kind of flows in. You kind of see Godzilla like do this look like, fuck yeah. And then he just looks back at King Ghidorah and King Ghidorah's just like, fuck, (laughs) you have friends? Like, like, it's like, bitch, we've been doing this dance for centuries. Like, you don't know me? Yeah. You don't know me at all. And then it's, but what I loved about it is like, like one of the first time Godzilla uses his eye, like his blast, like Ghidorah dodges it. So yeah. like what I loved about it is if you notice every one of his blasts coming from his mouth, he kept hitting him in the chest. chest. He no yeah. longer went for the heads. He was like, no, 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 fuck this shit. And he just started blasting him in the chest and like Ghidorah's flying back. Like, my God, like, I don't care what fucking boxing match happens this year and everyone tells you that's the greatest SmackDown of 2019. No, no, nope. no. Godzilla toe-to-toe with fucking King Ghidorah in this last fucking battle, that is hands down the most epic battle I've seen. And I saw Endgame, and I loved Endgame, and that epic battle at the end of Endgame is fucking phenomenal. But to me, those two titans going at it, that was the best fight of 2019 right now. That is a, That was just like, oh, shit, because you got to see Ghidorah do some shit that I never thought he would do. He even, he even did the fucking pick-him-up, Drop Godzilla, boom, onto the ground and shit like that. And then what I loved about it is, like, you have the monarch people watching his his monitor. They're all like, oh, shit, like, he's going to bro- blow in, like, this many minutes, this many minutes. And we need to buy him time. So we need we to can, buy him time. Yeah. And then what I love about it is, like, fucking uh, Mothra. Mothra rolls in. She's fighting uh, fucking uh, Rodan. Rodan. And Rodan pins her and, like, blows off her wings. And her wings are, like, singed and shit like that. And I'm like, oh, shit. Is because I'm I'm thinking like okay maybe this is this is the motivation yeah this is Mothra dies and Godzilla runs over breaks like fucking Rodan's neck throws it aside and then you see him like just turn start turning the red and he's like you're fucking done like I am done with this shit like kind of thing but they ended up doing something I did not even see yeah fucking Rodan goes in for like a hit she moves and boom stinger right in like the fucking right shoulder in his chest like chest and I was like. Yes, bitch. 
fucking it Mothra. Badass. Fucking badass. Like, I'm like, that, oh, that was amazing. Like, then I love Rodan, like, kind of falls down. It's like, oh, fuck this. I am out. Like, I am <laughs> not fucking around. And then, like, Mothra goes, like, to help because Godzilla gets, like, badly wounded. And she goes running oh, over. So oh. another thing that I really like is they actually have a moment where King Ghidorah starts literally like wrapping himself around. I think I might be jumping up ahead a little. Oh bit. no! Yeah, this is when Godzilla hits the ground, and Ghidorah uh, wraps his uh, his, his uh, head, heads his all legs. around him because he starts sucking out the energy from Godzilla. He's yeah, all, which, he starts realizing, oh, if I steal the radioactivity from him, I'm good. Which is badass because, like, that's exactly what a snake would do. Yeah, like, right? It's, like, totally like a boa constrictor type of move where it's, like, I'm going to literally squeeze the life out of you. And then, like, fucking uh, Mothra shows up. Yeah, and, like, she tries to, like, hold her own against... Uh, um, you know, uh, King Ghidorah, and then, like, I like it because she kind of jumps on Godzilla and does this, like, roar, like, yeah. like roar, and she kind of puts her wings up as, like, a protection thing, yeah. and then he kind of, like, boom, like, blast blasts her. her, and then what I really loved about it, again, going back to old school Godzilla films, is, like, you see her life energy, and it kind of goes into Godzilla, and that's, and that's when, when he, he turns bright red. Like, he's, then you can kind of see, like, his eye, his eyes always, like, he always has, like, the whiteness, when he's like with interacting with humans or something that's not thing, but his eyes were just boom. They went from his normal blue to the red that they when he goes to power up, and then he was just like, and I thought he was going to do a blast, but instead they took a different way where he was just boom, like power stamping like the Hulk and just shooting off energy. Yeah, and then he started like hitting Ghidorah, and Ghidorah is getting like fried, and he's going, oh wait. I'm not going to be able to regenerate from this like I did when he bit off my head, like being able to grow back another head. Like he's going to – and it's like I love it because he does it. He like breaks a neck, you know, throws him onto the ground and shit like that, stomps on him. And then it's just like the huge fucking blast. And I was like – and then I'm like, OK, they're killing off Godzilla as well in this. Like is this his like battle and then they'll figure out what they're going to do with the next movie or whatnot, you know. And it's I love it because then it's like the wreckage and he comes up and then you see Kadora's head and you're like, no fucking way. This fucking thing survived and then yeah. it's Godzilla's head eating Ghidorah's fucking head. And yeah, then he like amazing. and then he like blows it up a little bit and then he's just kinda like like he literally gives this like <laughs> Like yuck, like yeah. like disgusting. Which like, was, yeah, like I absolutely love that part because like because um, like is uh, Godzilla is still like sort of powering up a bit, so they have like a moment where the girl, uh, like who originally joined up with the eco terrorists, like distracts Ghidorah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, like so she's distracting Ghidorah with the Alpha call. That's right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And so then like he, Ghidorah starts going after her. And then, like, as he's about to, like, attack her and eat her, she just goes, long live the king. And you hear, like, the step. Oh, yeah. You hear the, the fucking Godzilla step. And then he just goes, like, fucking nuclear. He goes nuclear, fucking nuclear. And it's just, like, one blast after another, another blast. after another, after a fucking another. But then what I loved about it is all, like, everyone's like, okay, Ghidorah's dead and everything like that. But then since Ghidorah brought all the other monsters, you know, using his call, they all show up. And Godzilla's, like, on this huge, like, platform. And they're all kind of like they walk up and they all kind of like kneel. They're all kneeling yeah. before him. And even Rodan, he comes back. And I was like, oh shit, Rodan's still alive. Like I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Like when I saw Rodan show up, I'm like, okay, Mothra did not. Mothra's coming back. 
uh, which we'll talk about that. But it's like Rodan kind of lands, and I like Rodan does this thing where he's kind of like, and Godzilla kind of looks at him like, "You fucker!" Like all he does is like he looks at Rodan and flares his nostrils, and Rodan's like, "Yeah, yeah." Like he kind of bows down even like farther or whatnot. But I'm like, to be fair, Rodan's always been like a bitch. Like, and nothing against the character. Like I call him the beta bitch, but he's always been the bitch throughout every Godzilla film. Yeah, he's the bitch beta. But. Uh, so I was like, that was very interesting. So then what I love about it is just all these monsters around him. He does the roar and the movie just ends on that. And I'm like, oh, it's just yeah. Godzilla King of the Monsters. I'm like, that was fucking amazing. And then you do the credits and the credits are showing stuff like, wait, Kong, how does Kong feel about Godzilla? Like all these like weird news articles and stuff like that. But then yeah. they showed like the egg, which is the egg that the the caterpillar hatches from, from Mothra. So I'm like, oh shit, okay, Mothra will be back. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, so really they only killed off King Ghidorah. So, like I said, stay throughout the entire credits. Uh, they give you all these little blips, all these cool things, all the stuff of that. Uh, they hit you with that song, Go Go Godzilla, the the remake. And I was like, this is just yeah, so fucking stay amazing. Stay till the end end Stay till the, the end end. And then it comes down to you run back into, you know, the eco-terrorist guy. He survived. He didn't, he bailed fucking out. Fucking Tywin Lannister bastard. And he's walking into this thing. He's like, yeah, there's nothing to do here anymore because after like all the battles and stuff, it's like all the fish are dead. So this is all that washed up so far. And then you could just hear a bunch of flies going like just bzzz, And it's like in this like kind of slaughterhouse kind of thing and then it pans and it's fucking king Ghidorah's head and he's like i'll take it and i'm like oh shit so the baddie's gonna come back now in lore of godzilla godzilla ripped off one of king Ghidorah's heads and then someone decided to give him a robotic fucking head the same people who built mecha godzilla and all that bullshit where it's all like don't don't just stop just stop (laughs) so already i'm like and then when they talked about getting DNA and they already know he can regenerate. So I'm curious in the next movie, if they're going to name the project, be like, like even if he doesn't show up in King Kong versus Godzilla, like they bring in another monster for them to battle or something like that. But even if they drop it at that, where they're like, Oh, we've been building this. And you just see like the head of Mecha Godzilla. And it's like, but we also have the DNA finally for this. And it just says monster X. Like oh I would just God, be like, Oh yes. shit. And then he'd be like, Oh, did you add some of those? from that onto this and they go, Oh yeah, no, we took like just some, and it just ended like that. I would be like, Oh shit. That next movie is just gonna That's literally would just be Godzilla destroy all monsters. Let's just do. And then like him and King Kong are back and we're like, we got to fuck a bitch up. Like, cause that'd be great. Cause then you could send Mecha Godzilla. Like if him and Kong like, are like, we, we good. We good yeah, after that. We good, bro. You know, and then that next movie, you send Mecha Godzilla after fucking Kong, but put him in like the Godzilla skin. Like they did in one movie. Like, that would fuck Kong would destroy him and be like, what the fuck is this shit? Like be like, you coming out? Like, I thought we were cool. Like yeah. you could totally start like, Oh God damn it. So many movies that I want. But, um, so anyways, uh, that's probably going to wrap up this episode <laughs> of not to be, be horror but before we go, we'll give you our ratings yes. of Godzilla. Uh, what do you want to do it on Uh five out of five? What I was thinking, uh, warheads. Okay. Um, either either that or, warheads or watches. I was gonna say watches. I you know let's, let's go, go with, with watches. watches. Um, I would give it four and a half out of five watches. Wow! Because the only reason why I'm not giving it five out of five is because, like you said, like the human aspect was pretty weak. But um, like I felt like it, it carried its own for a monster movie. But if it was like a movie in and of itself, I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah, that's the only drawback. Like, I love the monster battles and I can take the little side. I mean, I'll put it this way. 
so far the best storyline that's been in all these kind of monster movies was probably the one from uh, Kong Skull Island. Yes. Like, that made you feel about the characters and also give you, like, the battles you wanted and stuff like that with Kong. And, yeah. And just kind of pump you up going, like, oh, shit, like, this is an infant? Like, yeah. like you know, like, you're – and, like, John C. Riley was amazing in that. Like, he was oh, – he, like, he was so, so – and it, he even had, like, a tragic story when he was just, like, you know, him and his buddy. Like, they became yeah. – they were, like, war, like they, they were, were enemies. They were fighting each other and, and then they became friends because of the circumstances. And that's why I'm actually very curious. It's kind of like the same thing with yeah. King Kong and Godzilla now where it's all like the you know them being like we're gonna fight but then there's gonna be something else that we're gonna have to kind of band together and rise against and stuff like that so yeah like that one definitely did have a better story this storyline wasn't bad but i'm again i went for it all the fucking the fighting and then they did so many great easter eggs so many deep cuts um, and let's be honest, if you've ever watched, uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, uh, yeah, I did read some of these critics and some of that. Do yourself a favor. Watch some old Godzilla films and tell me if the storylines are actually coherent, coherent and yeah. actually going, oh, that was a good storyline. Like you honestly go in there just for the fucking battles. Yeah. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Some of them have some good stories, but it's not, it's basically these stories. Yeah. It's just the Japanese version of what they were trying to explain. Like, let's be honest. Mothra. Great character, love the character, but the fucking tiny women living in a clam that sing to her, that's stupid. <laughs> Let's all be fucking honest. Yes. It's fucking stupid. It's, it's silly. It's silly. It's like, don't get me wrong. Like, if they were like, like they they put him in this movie, but they turned my, they made him normal size, didn't give him that thing, but they just kept up with the twin thing. And I was like, all right, I'm in. Like, yeah. but like, I understand for that time and that culture and that, that probably works for you guys. But yeah, there was also another one where there's this fucking like monster that they have to sing to. That's the, the fight. But he doesn't fucking, they sing to him for like the entire fucking movie. Then he shows up like towards the end to fight Godzilla and Godzilla just like destroys his ass. And then was just like, oh, that was pointless. That's like, dumb. Like, yeah, it was like one of the, it's like that. But the, the, the monster was really fucking cool looking. It reminded me like one of those old school, like uh, Chinese dragons. Oh, you know, yeah. kind of thing. It was like one of those kind of monsters. I'm trying to remember that fucking movie. But yeah, I remember like they had like these two girls in it. They weren't even like the twins. It was just like two other girls, but they were singing to it. But it was literally no joke. Like the song is like 15 fucking minutes long. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So anyways, yeah. So it could have been worse. But yeah, like I me, mean, five out of five watches, of course, because I. Because you're a Godzilla uh, fan. Yeah, yeah. And this movie just it fired on every cylinder for me. And I'm really hoping other Godzilla fans like just were like, yeah, I love this. This was fun. This was exactly what we wanted. Yeah, like, I mean, like, granted, yes, the story was weak, but you don't go to a Godzilla movie for the story. <laughs> OK, it's not called. F- friends with Godzilla. It's Godzilla. Yeah, like King of the Monsters. You're going for the fucking monster fight. Don't give me this bullshit of, oh, well, they should have good story, like a framework for this. No. Okay. Like, name any okay, single. I'll, pr- I'll like- put it this way. If you're the kind of person who saw the Pacific Rim uh, trailer, these people going, Okay, I'm going to go see that and then left going, "Wow, that storyline was weak." Going like, "All I saw was no all shit. I saw was robots fighting monsters and I was like, "Take my fucking money. That's all it takes for me." Yeah. Like, that's why I'm surprised I'm not as I'm not into Power Rangers as much as a lot of people. Yeah. Cuz I'm like, "That's right up my fucking alley." Oh, <laughs> giant robots fighting monsters every week? 
or no, every day. Like, uh, we're like, we're like, four one giant super don't, robot. Don't get me wrong. Like the first like season, like the first series, like the first version of Power Rangers, I was all about because I'm like, this is right up my fucking alley. Like, this is amazing. But like, I dropped off of it. But yeah, that's little. Like, I don't go, huh? Wonder what the storyline is going to be for Godzilla. I hope they focus on the humans. Yeah, you like think, no one gives a shit. You think so they're going to focus on the humans? Yeah. Uh, I was very disappointed when I saw a lot of monster battles with no human. Yeah, clearly the only human I cared about was Ken Watanabe's character because he actually had a real connection to Godzilla. And that's the only reason why he actually really like made a difference to me. So clearly the focus of this movie was the monsters. Mm-hmm. If you're going to this movie expecting a good story, fuck off. <laughs> So I'm not saying, but it's not like we said. It's not a bad story or anything like that. But no, anyways, it's but not like a I bad said, story. I but you shouldn't it, go you to it expecting it. a good story. I loved it. Hopefully, yeah. everybody else who goes sees it, you enjoy it for what it is, and not try to put like some, you know, fucking weird like. Whoa, there need to be a reason for this movie. Yeah, yeah there was a reason because the first one made a shit ton of money, and they said. Can we do this again? And they the did. Is like, yes. like, like I said, nothing against the first movie, but like this is the first time in a long time when I'm like, the second movie is definitely top notch. Like this is like my favorite Godzilla film right now. Mm-hmm. Like this was amazing to me. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great like and, movies for me for Godzilla wise. Yeah, and to clarify, technically the first Godzilla movie I've ever seen was the 2000, 2014 Godzilla movie. Oh wow! So I mean, I saw parts of the Space Godzilla movie, um, but I have never actually really seen like any of the old ones. I've seen clips from the old ones, but. I mean, for me to get this excited about a movie that I literally have no background on is saying something. So, um, but yeah, I, I feel like you're going to make me rectify the fact that I've never seen a Godzilla movie very soon in the future. Yeah, probably not. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed my weird, our long, our long. This podcast. is yeah. This is like this is this is a long one. <laughs> Like you no know shit. what? That's what they just should expect from this. It's like me with trick or treat. Yeah, and God, I have a feeling like the the Godzilla King versus King Kong one is probably going to be a three hour fucking podcast. Oh, probably because I'm already in love with Godzilla and King Kong. So you and I are just going to be ranting at each other at how amazing the movie is. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what Universal should do? Oh wait, don't. It's Universal that has King Kong. Well, the King Kong ride. I'm like, what they should do after King Kong versus Godzilla comes out, they need to revamp the King Kong ride and do that. Yes. Where you're like trying to escape the city and it's those two battling. Oh my God, yes. And then you can literally like have them be like battling, like doing shit. And then like all of a sudden it's like you can introduce the other monsters like showing up and then be like them like then trying to like get you out of the fucking city and shit like that. Well, they need to revamp the, the, uh, uh, ride anyways in Universal because like it broke down twice while I was there in like two days. Yeah, so. but you, I haven't been. See, I I we were talking about the old one. That's oh, the yeah. only one I ridden, and then you were talking about this new one. I'm like, it's man, like, yeah, I that's in like 3D. Yeah, it's like 3D. Well, it's this weird thing of like 3D and animatronics. Yes. So it's this really cool like kind of crossover thing. Wait, so. do you get a big like monkey robotic con? Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. See, that's I what I was worried it, about because you get that in the other ride. Like, you'd see, like, it's so. God, fam. Man, we'll talk about it on another thing. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast like has the, always been ridiculous. I'm, I'm like, no, been ridiculous it's like going on. Yeah, but anyway, so that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. I am Steve O. And I'm Ken Watanabe. And until next time, Carpe Noctum. Oh.
Those people on subway trains scream the guide as he looks in on them. He picks them up a steady, throws it back down as he waves through the building store in center of town. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Ron Tomatoes, you blow dicks.